What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Tuesday Night Titans. It is time for your Tuesday to be Gorditified. And I got to fix my microphone. This is crazy, all right? It's time for your Tuesday to be Gorditified. It is Tuesday. It is time for your slow, slow Tuesday in your rotation if you're not in monk mode. Shout out to you, man. We got a great show for you lined up today. Today's main event topic, what marriage does to men and how much. This is a new report. How much a divorce can cost you right here. How much? I'm rich, How much a divorce can cost you? And I do this as a cautionary tale to provide in, men with information that they cannot find anywhere. We put it all together so you can make your best decision about how you want to live this life. You can choose a wife or you can choose a life. You can see ninjas ball out till they fall out or you can spend the majority of your money working and it going to the wife. All right, because if you don't, she won't be happy. I'm not happy. All right, uh, we're talking about that. We also have in uh, at today's show, we have Straggle and Sniggle Theater. We have men are penny dating. I don't know what that is. I'm going to find out along with you. We're going to describe a monk mode millionaire and much, much more on this Tuesday night. But without further ado, we got to let y'all ninjas know from San Antonio to Fresno, all the way from Santa Ana, all the way to Cerritos. Everywhere around the world, it is our day. It is our gordita day. All right, take a bite of this, ladies and gentlemen. Take a look at my nasty, nasty girls right here. My Tuesday special, and he, she chomping on that gum, too. And this ninja starving behind her. Yeah, that brother's starving. Wait, boy, you can, you can smell. You can smell the tortillas on the booty there. Tortilla flats. Oh my goodness. Look at this soggy. Oh, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, put a hickey on her neck. Why don't you, Ninja? Oh, get a load of that, Ninja. Hey, she looked perfect for a Tuesday and she know how to do the nasty without no interrupts. Yes, girl. Get him, girl. Ooh, wee. Look at hey. That's my girl. That's my perfect gordita right there. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Let me at her. Let me at her. Shout out to San Antonio, Texas. Oh, we got more for you ninjas. You thought it was over. Oh, no. Hello. Yes, indeedy. All right, we're going to turn down the music, but we're going to let her get down. Ooh, look at the fat backs on them. Ooh, look at the fat backs. Oh, my goodness. The feet out. Oh, my Lord. This is a nasty oh, drunk. Oh, somebody come get their tea up. Oh, my goodness. Look at the fat backs on this. She got titties in the front and the back. Get it, girl. Get it. Hello. Oh, no. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. What in the hell, boy? She going through a... She got that spirit in her. Oh, my goodness. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. Oh, she drunk off the cerveza. She ready to go, ninja. She ready to make you a T.O., Shout out to Primo in the building. Get it, girl. Oh, get him, girl. This is, yes, baby. Yes. We need it in our lives. We need it in our, oh, look at this. This is despicable right here. Oh, the humanity. Oh, man, the nasty boys. Is, oh, that's nasty. Oh, my goodness. This is terrible. So, one too many cervezas. 
She ready to go tonight, fellas. <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, she all in the bind. She needs some rent, dude. Ninja, what's wrong with my girl here? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't do no. Oh, no, not anymore. No, 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 lady. Oh, the humanity. Oh, she horny, too. She ready to go. <laughs> oh, I saw the Pudusi in there. I think I saw the Pudusi Ninja. This is just. Oh, no. Oh, she ready for the doggy? Oh, not the doggy style. This is terrible. Yes. Oh, man. It's going to be a nasty Tuesday. Oh, that's nasty. It's going to be a nasty Tuesday for our girl. Dita. All right. Which one of you fools? Is going to be pounding that out tonight, man. <laughs> one too many tequilas. Yeah, one tequila, two tequila, three tequila floor. Oh, my goodness. Somebody get that Tia. All right, man, almighty. That was very stinky. The room does smell. Whew. All right, the funk of 40,000 years. Once you blow that out, boy, that's going to be disgusting. Anyway, boy, we'll have more gorditas for you, man, in the future. He said El Diablo in there. Woof. I saw something in there. I saw something in there. Yeah. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir, brother. <laughs> Smelling like low tide out there. Yeah, for sure. Woof. That's what happens, man. Some of y'all nasty brothers is let me let me at her, coach. What's her at? <laughs> All right, what's her at? Y'all nasty boys in the building, man. man All right. I don't know why that came on, but anyway, uh, to contribute to today's show, dollar sign, the notorious CGA on the cash app memo. Coach Greg Adams, TV, PayPal, PayPal, dot me backslash Coach Greg Adams, and I be pinned to the top of the live chat on the free agent lifestyle channel, and you can super chat on the notorious new, 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 new world CGA channel. Is it possible that I have some more for you since, since we only have um, a few moments here to acknowledge? I do have some more gorditas in the building here. How about two gorditas? All right, how about two, Ninja? Look at this fool. All right, he got his hand full out here. Ah, hey, hey, El Guapo. Shout out to El Guapo here. He got his hands full of gordita. Oh, yeah, oh, get him. Oh, yes, get him, daddy, sir. Yes, indeed. Poppy. All right, Poppy Chulo over here, Ninja. Viva la raza. He got him two gorditas with front booties. And uh, look at all these gorditas around here, did you? This is gordita heaven. Even the little one is big. All right. All right. Even the little one is big. Shout out to Poppy in the building. He said, get him, Poppy. Look at this guy right here, Ninja. Uh, uh, Enrique got him double fisted out here. Front booties and all. Get him. Get them. Yeah, look at them girls, them cholas, the vato chicas in the building. Shout out to the cholas. All right, even the skinny girls got front booties, man. Yo, you got to love it, boy. Them girls is freak nasty. All right, her purse is open, old ninja. She's trying to get robbed. Look at this essay. All right, totally. All right, look at this essay. All right, he got two gorditas. All right, shout out to him, ninja. You, you guys just trying to get one gordita. He got dos. Dos equis. All right, anyway. All right, man. He got dos. Caballos. All right, that's all I'll name. I don't know what cow is in Spanish, in Espanol, but I know what horse is. Dos el caballo. <laughs> all right, anyway. Oh, man, this is crazy, man. Hey, y'all didn't just be, need to catch up. He definitely starving. That ninja was starving. Yeah, that brother's and Essay wasn't even showing no teeth. Look at him. 
essay is doing it big time. He ain't even showing no teeth. He said, where you from, fool? All right, don't be messing with my highness. <laughs> Dos grandes chalupas. All right, yes, that's definitely the grandes chalupas. How do you say front booty? How do you say front booty in, in, in Espanol? Front booty. All right, it's uh, front culo. <laughs> All right, I don't know how to say it. I'm going to get kicked off just speaking Spanish. All right, somebody says vacas or vacas, vacas. All right, dos vacas. Front culo. <laughs> All right, anyway, man, they're going to throw me off for speaking negative words in Spanish. All right, shout out to the essay here. Uh, what are we doing here? Uh, let me check, check to see what's over here. Let me see what's over here. You can get with this or you can get with that. Did I get Kevin in the building? Right? Did I get cut? All right. He says, Kevin W says, hey, coach, thank you for all that you do. I am making steps to get out of the rat race and into possibly becoming a franchise owner. Could we have a money mindset stream on how to fund a potential endeavor? Oh, yeah, we could do that. He says, I think the fellas in the chat will have a lot of gems for not only me, but the rest of the group. Shout out to you there. Yeah, we're putting together a networking stream for the for the money mindset on Sundays. Patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams. Yeah, man, we are actually doing that. So uh, we'll promote it when we get that going there. And if anybody has experience with these type of endeavors, let us know. All right, did I get this brother here? <laughs> All right, uh, no government name. Oh, let me see here. Hold on. Okay, he's telling me. Okay, here we go. All right, all right, all right. Okay. Uh, this is a message that he doesn't want me to read. All right, I'll try to, let me see here. I got it. This is how I got to do it. I got to take a picture of it. All right, otherwise it'll get lost in the sauce. Okay, all right, let me go back over here to check on the Cash App and see if any brothers are over here. And it is, shout out to Tore in the building. Tore says, free agent, I'm happy. Shout out to your brother here, free agent lifestyle for the win. Free agent lifestyle for the win. It is the winning code, the cheat code, perhaps, to life, the life that you want to live. I know you guys want to live, you know, some of you want a ball. Some of you guys want good things in life. You want good things in life? The free agent lifestyle will get it to you. And it'll get you a good woman, too. It will. I mean, you won't might not marry her or anything like that, ladies. You know, there's some good women. There's some ladies that are watching me right now that um, want me to put hands on hips. All right, they're like, I want coach to put hands on my hips. All right, I'm here for you, ladies. <laughs> All right, hold on for a second. I got to pull something up on my screen because I'm keeping track of something. And then uh, I don't know if I, let's see here. Oh, I'm in trouble. Oh, yes, I'm in trouble. <laughs> All right, already. Anyway, uh, yeah, this is going to be ugly. What, what game do I have here? Oh, this is going to be an ugly night. All right. Uh, anyway, with that being said, let's get on with the show. What do we got here? Is this Straggle and Sniggle Theater? Let me see here. I got to see what I got coming up here. Straggle and Sniggle Theater it is. Here we go. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast stick. You can get high with me. That's a deal, right? Straggle and Sniggle Theater we got up for, uh, for this part of the show. Let me go ahead and change this banner down here. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. This guy got something to say. And let's see who he's saying it about right here. He looking like Kanye West a little bit, I suppose. 
Here was here, here's what he has to say. But you won't do another nigga will. Shut the fuck up. You had 37 niggas before me. Ain't now one of them did shit for your ass. You know how many niggas want me? Bitch, you saying that like you had a bunch of gentlemen just waiting to be your knight in shining armor. Them niggas just want to fuck, just like I did when I first met your ass. Oh. I just ended up liking you a little more than I expected because you had Section 8. Don't let them niggas oh. fool you. Y'all got to fucking humble yourself, ladies. Y'all ain't getting no fucking younger. A lot of y'all got cute faces now. Y'all got nice bodies now. But your mamas and aunties did too when they was your fucking age. Oh. Now they built like bleach bottles and shit. Oh. Listening to Mary J. Blast, still fucking a nigga she said was your uncle when you was 12. Y'all about to fucking humble yourself for y'all end up like your mamas and aunties. Oh my goodness, man. All right, tell us how you really feel, sir. Tell us how you really feel. Uh, there was the bleach bottles, you say. Uh, looking like bleach built like bleach bottles. All right, shout out to him. I'll have to give him a little bit of a win on that one. I've never heard the bleach bottle built chicas. All right, bleach bottle. <laughs> All right, section eight love. He said, humble yourselves out here, ladies. Uh, he definitely had a lot of to say here. All right, I'm going to give him another chance to express himself. Here we go. What you won't do, another nigga will. Shut the fuck up. You had 37 niggas before me. Ain't now one of them did shit for your ass. You know how many niggas want me? Bitch, you saying that like you got a bunch of gentlemen just waiting to be your knight in shining wow. armor. Them niggas just want to fuck, just like I did when I first met your ass. I just ended up liking you a little more than I expected because you had Section 8. Don't let Ooh. them niggas fool you. Y'all got to fucking humble yourself, ladies. Y'all ain't getting no fucking younger. Oh. A lot of y'all got cute faces now. Y'all got nice bodies now. But your mamas and aunties did too when they was your fucking age. Oh. Now they built like bleach bottles and shit. Oh, Living my to Mary Lord. J. Blast, still fucking a nigga she said it was your uncle when you was 12. Y'all about to fucking humble yourself for y'all end up like your mamas and aunties. Oh, you know, listen, I can't be mad at him about this particular speech there. We let him speak, and uh, he definitely had something to say, and he was showing his teeth shun. I'm going to just tell you, just chill out a little bit. I don't think they I don't think they ready for all of that information there, but I think he's right. What do you think? All right, he was messing with him for Section 8. Okay, all right. Shout out to the sniggle there. All right, uh, we have a update here, Straggle and Cynical Theater. NASA, I didn't realize NASA was on any missions. Apparently, they have an all-female space crew. Okay, I didn't know about this. Anybody know about this? Apparently, NASA has sent up into outer space or the, where, the International Space Station? I don't know what's going on here. All right, but they said the, uh, there's the ladies there. Shout out to the ladies. All right, trying to get us some, trying to get us some women in space. All right, shout out to them. All right, it says right here, it says right here, one giant slip for womankind. NASA astronauts on a rear all-female spacewalk drops their toolbox. Oh, my goodness. And experts say it's visible from Earth. Ring the bell on these girls right here. Ladies, come on. Come on, ladies. What are we doing here? You can't drop your toolbox. I don't know what you're going to do now. How are you going to get back? They're going to leave you up there? The satchel bag was dropped as they carried out an external maintenance here. It is now orbiting Earth several minutes ahead of the International Space Station at around 17,000 miles per hour. Oh, send it, Ninja. Listen. You can't send a little girl to do a man's job out here. Uh, what is going to happen here? They're probably going to collide with Earth at some particular point and cause a whole catastrophe. Oh, ladies, come on, ladies. Listen, you can't send all ladies up to the space. 
All right, forget meteors and the northern light. For sky watchers, the real spectacle is a toolbox lost in space. The satchel bag was dropped by astronauts as they carried out a mission. Earlier this month, it floated away before they noticed it. Oh, you big dummy. Oh, ladies, come on, man. You can't tell me, man. Where's Joe Biden? Let Joe Biden. I've done some dumb things. I'll do dumb things again. All right, it floated. It just floated away. We didn't know what happened, and they were sitting over like this. All right, it floated away. What that mean? Seventeen thousand miles an hour, just gonna just smash into someone's face. All right, what else happened here? Despite the bag being two hundred miles above the Earth's surface, experts believe it should be possible to spot through binoculars or a telescope because its white surface. Strongly reflects the sun rays. Leave it up to these ladies. Leave it up to the ladies, man. Come on, man. Y'all out here with a flying toolbox out here. The tool bag, which is being used by NASA's Jasmine Mugbelly and Laurel O'Hara or O'Hara during a rare all-female spacewalk to fix a solar panel. All right, come on. Look, ladies, man, look at that. There's the toolbox. Oh, you can't even handle it. Look at these. It's just... You had one job. Where's the toolbox? I don't know. In outer space. The toolkit wants to see Mount Fiji, I guess. Oh, you got some laughs here. All right, you got some humor now. Its position can be confirmed by their Japanese colleague, Satoshi Furukara, who realized he had accidentally photographed it when taking a shot of Mount Fiji as the ISS passed over his homeland. NASA controllers have calculated that the toolbox poses no risk to the station and expects it to burn up as it falls into the Earth's atmosphere in the next few months. All right. All right, what toolbox? They have a... St- oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. All right, what, 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 look at this. Look at this. Look at this right here, man. Look at this. They got the tool bag just flying in space. Ladies, get it together. Oh, man, we need to... Like, how y'all going to get back? Don't you need the toolbox? You don't need the tool bag at all? Ladies, come on, man. Ladies, we got to help y'all out. Do I have to do everything for you, ladies? Oh, my God. The tool bag is misogynist. All right, anyways, crazy. Crazy. All right, uh, but we got Straggle and Sniggle Theater here. Patrick Mahomes' father. Oh, you better watch out, sir. Well, you know, your mama got you this way, too. Patrick Mahomes' dad got hit up by a couple of pieces of sloppy yogurt. Go Go Eagles. Go Eagles. All right, I think he knew. This was a very short clip here. I think he knew what was up. As you can see, Patrick Mahomes ninja looking like Snoop Doggy Mahomes. All right, he looking like Snoop Doggy Mahomes. And uh, look at this all there. Boy, you know what I'm telling, man. Them, them, them Millie Mouth muskrats, man, they sure know how to get close to a ninja. All right, they will do everything they can when they smell money. All right, they smell money. They will be up in there, <laughs> smiling, showing teeth and whatnot. Pressing titties on ninjas, getting all close. The minute you grab a little bit of buttocks, they be like, he grabbed my fanny. All right. He grabbed my fanny without consent. He actually harassed me. He grabbed my soggy titty. All right. Yeah, that's all they be talking about, man. All right. See, he touched my boobie. 
All right, them Philadelphia Eagle fans always showing teeth. And they it don't matter what they do. It don't matter who you are, Ninja. If you famous, they be all on your jock. Crap. <laughs> they be all on your jock, just jock sniffing. All right, I want a picture. Who are you? You're famous, Negro. Look at this. Oh, my God. She's starving. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir. <laughs> These girls, man. You know, white girls are so predictable. Look at her, man. Pressed all up on my chest like that. Now, look. Oh, wait. You can't even see it. Um, what if I was pressed up on, on her chest? <laughs> what if I was pressed on her chest like this? She literally hugging the ninja. Like, you don't know me. And good good to him, ninja. He like, let me get up out of here. He was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I ain't catching no case. Because his other son caught a case doing this. Because he couldn't help himself. I can't help myself. He was like, no, I'm out of I'm out of here. He got the hell up out of there. He like, oh, hell no. Nah. You ain't trying to hem me up. Who recording it? I think she's recording it. <laughs> Look at this ninja. He confused. Hey, I thought Snoop stopped smoking weed. All right, come on, Snoop. Patrick Mahomes' dad look lit. All right, and look at this, man. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. It's some jock sniffers, man. Jock sniffers, I say. <laughs> Somebody said it's 10 years ago. Somebody said it was 10 years ago. I have no idea. All right, uh, let's see what we got here. Oh, uh, we, no, we got a straggle to report here. Here we go, straggle. Another one of these baby mamas. Man, NBA players, man, what are y'all doing with y'all seed? Brandon Ingram's 29-year-old baby mama is now having a child with Portland Trail Gangsta star Anthony Simmons. And if I'm not mistaken, Anthony Simmons is a rookie. Is he a rookie? I think he's a rookie. I'm not sure. But, uh, boy, these Apex Predators be on these ninjas. And, boy, does she look good. All right, she definitely looks good. She looked waist all snatched. She looked, got all the hairless monkey stuff going on. Not a stitch of hair on this one. She definitely gets a laser wax. And so, uh, ninjas, what do y'all be doing? Y'all be just leaving the seed in there? Y'all be injecting? What is going on? Y'all don't put some hot sauce in the condom? Y'all just bussing? Letting her just, you just bussing on her belly, letting her smear it in? You know, these hoes desperate out here. Man, they be out here making checks off these ninjas. I can't believe these ninjas be shooting up the club like this. Like, how how do y'all know this is not going to happen? This is obvious. Oh, he's in his third year. Like, how does a woman get pregnant by two NBA players? <laughs> That's just, but she's not even the only record. The guy that, uh, the woman that has Eli Apple's baby, Eli Apple's baby mama, she is the one and only I don't know. She beats Brent Cameron. All right. Uh, Eli Apple's baby mama. Let me see if I can put. She she has a child by three NFL players. Yes, three. <laughs> three NFL players. Let's see if I can find her right here. Uh, let's see here. Where's the woman here? She has a child by three NFL players. Her name is Destiny. Let me see if I can pull up Destiny. That got to be a record. And three current NFL players at that. Three current NFL players. I mean, that got to be a goddamn record. Let me see if I can pull it up. Let me see here. NFL baby mama. I think I looked it up already. For some Oh, it says NFL's most dangerous baby the mama. Dangerous uh, hold on for a second. It's a YouTube video. Let me see if I can pull it up right here. All right. So let's see if I can pull it up. There it is right there. 
There it is right there. So this one woman, and uh, and she a chunky woman too. She ain't even, I mean, look, this one woman has three NFL players' children, and they all are active. And Destiny is her name. She's a supposedly Instagram model. Geno Smith, Eli Apple, and Josh Jacobs. All nutted in this woman. I mean, this is all I can just describe it as. Nutted. They all nutted in this woman and created a baby. Do you realize how difficult this would have to be? I don't even think you could try this. Like, how do you even try to something like this? This is a scheming ass woman. And everybody's going to say, Coach, they're responsible for their nut. They are responsible for their nut. But this woman keeping pace. She now has two children by NBA players. All right. Now, Bryn Cameron's the ultimate baby mama. All right, Bryn Cameron is the ultimate baby mama. We got to give Bryn Cameron her due. She came up on the jackpot of baby mamas. And uh, Bryn Cameron first had a baby by Heisman Trophy winner, Matt Leiner. And I think he was a draft pick, at least number one draft pick. Then she topped that off, and she had a child by Blake Griffin. She had two children by Blake Griffin, two. So for a total of three children by a Heisman Trophy winner and a rookie of the year. I mean, this is definitely a scheme and broad. And by the way, unfortunately, I know this woman. So, yes, we go way back. We go way, way back. Oh, no, I don't know her like that. No, I don't know her like that. But uh, I've known her since she was a child, unfortunately. And, I, you know, not unfortunately, she's a good person, but I... I knew her when she was a child. I used to coach her daughter. I'm sorry, her sister. I used to coach her older sister. And um, I remember Bryn as a young child um, playing basketball, practicing while I coached her sister. And uh, to see what she's come to come has been quite interesting. Uh, quite interesting. Uh, but anyway, interesting, interesting times. But uh, let's see here. Yes, I'm that old. I'm that old, Ninja. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, man, that, no, I didn't hit. I didn't hit because I only knew her. She was like a third, fourth grader when I knew her. And then I knew her while she was in high school because I recruited her for a small percentage of time. All right, but, um, yeah, man, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. These, I I don't know how you can pull this off. This has got to be intentional. This has got to be intentional. What about this mama right here? Let me take the volume down. It says, when mom's a freak. All right, here we go. Check this woman out. Oh, look at this straggle. And oh, look at her son. Oh, his look at the son, guys. This poor son got a hoe for a mama. When you realize your mama is a hoe. <laughs> when you realize your mama was a hoe. All right, let's go ahead and play it here. And oh, he crying. Yeah, a lot of y'all mamas was just straight skeezers. They were just a nut bust. Yep, a lot, of, and a lot of y'all ninjas, mamas, went to go see old Percy Earl for your Christmas gifts. <laughs> yep, a lot of y'all mamas went to go see Percy Earl for your Christmas gifts. Look at this ninja right there. Oh, yo, mama, hey man, son, if you want that bike, you want that PS Five, your mama gonna go do what she doing to that straw to old CGA. Yeah, I got money. Sorry, kid. Uh, go for a long bike ride on that bike that I bought for your birthday. All right, but if you want them Christmas gifts, 
Yo mama gotta drop that neck. Yes. It's barbecue in there. He down bad, Quantavius. <laughs> and yeah, man, I mean, when you look back, some of y'all gonna realize your mama was a straight skeezer. It was okay. Yep. <laughs> oh, man, is she out here with it nasty, too? Oh, she got a nice little nice red bone, thick red bone out here. Look at this ninja, man. This is despicable behavior by these women. I let her drop neck on me. I let her drop that neck. I let her drop that neck and put barbecue. I got some barbecue sauce for it, too. In there. All right, I got the CGA serum. All right, what are we doing here? Do I have any more Stragglin' Sniggle Theater? I do. All right, we got this uh, then clip. Reach for your uh, this clip right here, I don't even know what to interpret from this information here, but apparently there's a channel called Unnecessary Inventions, and they have an invention here. Oh, my goodness. What? Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. I'm going to say this is unnecessary invention. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Nah. I don't know what. I don't know what the purpose of this is right here. I can see the ladies using this particular thing, but nah, this ain't it. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. Oh, man, this is terrible, man. What are we doing, Ninja? We done jumped the shark out oh, here. Oh, the humanity. Yeah, y'all lonely ninjas gonna buy this pillow and poke. Let me stop, man. Let me not give y'all some ideas. What are we doing, man, with the world here? <laughs> All right. Unnecessary inventions. Last one. We have the strag mother of the year. This woman right here. Let's go ahead and take you to the scene of the crime from 5050 Dad. Here we go. Attic video is a woman is arrested for allegedly hiring a hitman to kill her ex-husband. He was ambushed and shot nine times, but incredibly, he's Damn. still alive. Nine shots in me. I had, I think, 12 uh, entry and exit wounds. Baron Lee was in a bitter custody battle with his ex-wife over their son. I could deal with a bad wife, but I couldn't deal with a bad mother. As Lee walked to his car in Bellevue, Washington, cops say a masked assassin was lying in wait, oh. telling an accomplice he was going to cap someone, according... Oh, it was a ninja. That definitely is a ninja. ...to court documents. I took a shot behind my right leg, and that's when I fell to the ground. Um, pull myself behind the car door. He comes around the door. Damn, Master Splinter. And he's standing over me at point blank range. Fired the first shot without looking. It went in my chest here. He shot me. Look at this. Oh, my. <laughs> Let me stop. Oh, my goodness. What in the 13? What in the? Okay. Oh, boy. I can't see. I would love to see her get out the shower. All right. Yikes. Uh, in the leg in the hip and twice in the arm until the clip emptied. Did you think this was a random attack or did you think it was something else? Absolutely not. I mean, from the get-go, I, I just was wondering who was that that my wife had sent to sh kill me. Cops found a GPS tracking device on Lee's car. It ended up being the victim's ex-wife who had purchased that tracker. That led police to arrest 30-year-old Sharon Kelly. The investigation also led to this 17-year-old oh, who was allegedly to be paid $13,000 for the hit. Cops say his getaway driver was another... All right, so it's not a ninja. 17-year-old. 17. Dramatic video is a woman is a... And I guarantee you she's sucking... Never, let me be sorry. I guarantee you them young boys, she's sucking both of them off, right? Mm. I can guarantee you she putting that fupa belly on them young boys and she getting tag team and train game by them boys. Train 
I bet I guarantee you, y'all didn't just think I'm lying. I guarantee you she paying in stank too. Cause some boys go over there that hit that belly. Look at this fupa print right here. Take a look. Look at that belly. Oh, that's disgust. Look at this, man. What are we doing out here? Oh, the humanity. She is master splinter, uh, 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 milly mouth must. Look at this. Look at this. This is atrocious. Look at that. And there's two type of people. Those who tuck their belly into their pants or those who let it hang out. She's a belly tuck into the pants type of girl. She's a belly tuck in to the pants type of girl you know some people you know when these leggings they pull them all the way up over their belly to flatten their tummy you know just let it hang out ma'am you know you don't need to tuck it in you know what i mean just let that mug that belly deli hang out oh man she disgraceful look at this thing here look at this mole rat oh my goodness this is terrible and what's going on with this ninja out here you know he wasn't reading okay this is a family show Shout out to him and these looks. She put two 17-year-old boys, $13,000, gave them trains, let them run trains on her. She let them violate her, and she got caught. How'd she get caught? How'd she get caught? All right. She deserves it. Go to jail. All right, that's Dragon's Nickel Theater for the day. Hey. With me, if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast stick, you can get high with me. That's a deal, right? All right, let's get over to uh, any contributions that we possibly can. Deshaun Rose says, yo, shout out to the coach gang and the 10 toes up gang crew. Shout out to the 10 toes up gang crew. Shot X, that ninja hit him with that Snoop doggy dog quote. Bish you with, bish you without me is like Harold Melvin. Without the blue notes, you'll never go platinum. Hit him with it, and he got up out of there. He was like, baby. All right. <laughs> Mr. Albert, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's a toolbox. Ladies, ladies, let's get it together, man. We got to help the NASA ladies out. They should have put a maintenance man up there, all right? They were like, no, these women have degrees. They're smart. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech. Yeah, they're like, oh, well, these women are smart. You still need a maintenance guy. You still need a guy that can loosen the lug nut. You got these guys out here, man. This is crazy. Reprehensible behavior, ladies. Yeah, got to help you out. All right, what are we doing here? Shout out to our brother here. Oh, I already got you already. Already got you. All right, and uh, let's see who it is over here. Who it is? It's a bird. It's a plane. Oh, my Lord. All right, uh, let's see here. Mm-hmm. It is our, uh, no, I already got him already, so it looks like we're ready to go. <laughs> it looks like we're ready to go. Let's see. It is. That means I'm ready to go. All right, back to the show. Men are penny dating. All right, I don't know what this is. I actually just saw the article. Somebody sent it, and I got to see. I got to see what these women are complaining about now. All right, here it is right here. Men are manipulating women with sick new penny dating trend. Psychological torture, they say. Well, there seems to be a video. Maybe I'll check the video out. Okay, hold on for a second. Uh, there's going to be an advert. Okay, who, who, who? what's going on here? Oh, this is not an advert. This is the actual video. All right, so here we go. The penny date method is the most toxic trend of the year, treating women like piggy banks. All right. Okay. 
Does this have to do with big women piggy bank? All right, here we go. Okay, imagine a girl is a piggy bank, which interesting analogy, but hear me out. In order to get her interested, obviously at first you have to be feeding her $100 bills. But putting in $100 bills is a lot of work and you don't always want to be doing that. So eventually you reduce it to 90. All right, let me let me see what's going on. I got to turn this around. Okay, as they say, if in for a penny, what? A woman is going viral on TikTok, garnering about whopping 7 million views after exposing a dating strategy they called the penny method. All right. All right. She looks like an apex predator, by the way. But uh, what, what, what is this method here? Uh, uh, learn us what's happening here. All right. The scheme involves men treating women as piggy banks and metaphorically investing $100 worth of effort in their relationship, which they eventually reduced to 90 $90. Okay. Okay. And then what happens before increasing the effort to $95 so the women feel they gained $5. The process repeats itself with the men weaning women off the effort they put in until they only give them pennies and suddenly she's excited to receive a nickel. Oh, my God. What, what are we doing here? These women got too much time on their hands. Okay, what, what is going on here? While many in the comments were horrified at this dating tactic. This is so evil, they said. Others thought the penny method was worth just that. Yeah, this is... This is what? These women got way too much time in their hands. Okay, penny dating. Okay, the effort it takes to manipulate us into expecting less just seems so much harder than being a decent partner. What? Man, who came up? What millennial? What Gen Z came up with this? Mm. All right, so if you aren't following it, it's basically like they're pinching. They're pinching. It would be what you would do to a Caucasian clout. <laughs> It will be what you would do to a drug addict. All right. So a drug addict, essentially how you would treat a drug addict is that's what you would do. You would give them a lot and let them indulge, enjoy, and become an addict. Then you start weaning them off and you start pinching a little bit. So whatever they were buying in for, you give them less. This is also what they call shrinkflation. You buy them less once they become addicted to your product. Now, drug dealers use this and it's very deadly and it could cause a lot of conflict. So then what will happen is they'll bunch up and down. And then over time, as you're addicted and coming back for multiple hits, you can see there's less and less. But there's not much you can do because you already got skin in the game and you're already a full-blown addict. You can be pissed. You might be able to rob the drug dealer. Sometimes it might end with you uh, getting poisoned by the drug dealer if you act a fool, right? I had that happen to a relative of mine, unfortunately. So... Um, they made multiple trips to a drug dealer, unfortunately. And um, the drug dealer, I guess they caused a scene. There was an argument and my family member did not make it out alive after they took a hit. It happens. So basically, yeah, you just pinching or weaning the person off, but the person still invested 100%. So that's kind of what they're talking about there. I don't know who would even come up with the, who would even, I don't know why people do this. I mean, I'm on the position of this is just bullshit anyway. Who, whoever would do this and think about this tactic um, is actually just wasting their time. And this is an example of they're paying for it. They're paying for it 
and they don't realize it, right? All of this conscious effort to to swindle people is actually ridiculous. Anyway, all right, Sarah, sad. Sad, sad, sad. Way too much time. I mean, I see guys doing stuff like this. I'm like, what? What, what are you wasting time for? Anyway, he said, wait a minute. That's what women do. They give a huge amount of kitty in the beginning. Oh, yeah, when they first meet you. Then after y'all together for a while, they give you less and less. This is a fact. So they, again, projection, right, on their part. This is a strategy they use, whether conscious or subconsciously. This is a, tra- a, static, a tragic, um, or I'm sorry, a tactic that they use. They bombard you with sex and love bomb you. And then all of a sudden, they yank the chair. They pull the chair. Okay, all of a sudden, it's harder to get the punani. Indeed. And sad part is, is what they're wrestling with is they don't believe they should give you as amount of free access to them as they're giving you. Sadly enough. All right. Next story here is going to be a monk mode millionaire. Monk mode millionaire. There's a similar story I shared about this back in 2018. A man went monk mode. Now, the funny thing is he was invisible to the naked eye. Even his family members didn't know that the guy was secretly a millionaire. Let's give him an epic win here. Now, this is something that I'm definitely going to pull off when I'm older. I know I'm already old, but this guy's old. And let me go ahead and show you a picture of the guy right here. Take a, Oh, no, look at this ninja right here. He chilling monk mode for the win. <laughs> look at him. He like, I'm broke. Can't you see that I'm broke? Relatives ain't bothering him. All right. This is a win. And let me tell you what happened. He didn't have them apex predators on his jock. The ninja just living off the fat of the land, chilling, no bitch, no wife, no naggy ass wife, no nothing. And the ninja was worth $3.8 million. Yo, the yo. And I'm going to tell you, there's another story like this. Come on. Give me the, give me the thing. Here. All right. And, um, it says right here, New Hampshire man dies a secret multimillionaire and he leaves $3.8 million to his small town. This is a legacy. This is the legacy you're talking about, Ninja. Uh, it says no one in town knew that meant that New Hampshire resident Jeffrey Holt, who died at age 82 at the end of the th- fourth quarter, was successful financial investor with millions in earnings, millions in earnings. An unassuming man. Here you guys see an unassuming man living in New Hampshire mobile home has been discovered to be a secret multimillionaire after he passed away in June. Jeffrey Holt, who died at age 82 this summer, amassed close to $4 million and left it to his local community in Hinesdale or Hinsdale. I don't think anyone had any idea that he was that successful. This according to a Hinesdale or a Hinsdale select board chairman, Steve Dario, whatever his name is. Check him out. It says he continued. I don't, he says, I know he didn't have a whole lot of family, but nevertheless, to leave it to the town where he lived in is a tremendous gift. Locals describe Holt as quiet and unassuming, wearing old clothes and driving a lawnmower to get around instead of a car. <laughs> mm. Yo, 
He was like, man, yo. And, oh, of course, he died alone. But he died a millionaire, and he left it not to a bitch, not to no stinking-ass, ungrateful-ass kids. He pulled the Bruce Wayne of this ish, didn't he? He was like, I ain't leaving it to no nasty bitch waiting for me to die. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> leaving it to these spoiled ass. It, he just kept it low. I love it, man. Because, look, people, he probably got to see people treat him in a way that he was like, these people really treat me like shit. This is the best way to know if somebody loves you for you. This is the best way to know. Nah, man, flexing ain't it. Of course, I'm flexing right now. But listen, at some particular point, I'm going to be this. This is goals right here. This is goals because he probably like, damn, hoes ain't treating them well. He probably has some sugar babies. I already know he was getting some pedussy. He has fingers and a tongue. I know he was finishing some girls off right there. All right, but it says right here. Let me go ahead and continue. It says uh, Hope will instruct state managers to put the $3.8 million fortune to the town. Jeffrey has a had a learning disability. He had dyslexia, according to his sister, Allison Holt. She was aware that her brother had been quite quiet. It says right here, had been quiet success. Has seen quiet success. My bad. She was aware that her brother had seen quiet success in investing, but didn't know to the extent of his earnings. Hell yeah, Ninja. I love it. Hell up for a second. Let's give him another break. Not even the sister knew. Oh, hell yeah. Look at the house. Humble, humble, humble. Not even the sister knew. Hey, Ninja, lay low, lay low as a mouse. Hey, man, that is, that's me, bro. It says right here, she continued, he was very smart in certain ways when it comes that came down to writing and spelling. He was a lost cause. And my father was a professor. So I think Jeff felt like he was a disappointing, uh, disappointing to my dad. But maybe socking away all that money was a way to compete. No concrete plans have been made to the use of his donation, but ideas have been offered, such as building a, a building restorations, an upgrade for the town hall, and a ballot counting machine for local voters. Well, don't do that. New, 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 new world order. Wow. That is a story for you. And gentlemen, gentlemen, I know, you know, I know we always talk about this monk mode thing and living your life and living your life to the fullest. The nigga, he croaked and nobody knew what he was up to. He kept that ish on the low. Yep, that compound interest was kicking in and he was barely even touched. I bet you he enjoyed his life because y'all gonna be like, I bet you he was lonely. He died at 82. That's a full life. What else do he need? He like, I got money. All right. He was like, I got money. He probably had a couple of girls come through, fix his meat, leave quietly on his. <laughs> and the funny thing about it, you can really see how people treat you. Right. You can see how really people treat you, man. They probably he probably was like, man, these people don't even know I'm a multimillionaire. Another similar story was a man in Iowa. I can't remember his name. Let me see where Iowa millionaire scholarship. Let me see if I can pull it up. Uh, scholarship. Let me see if I can pull it up. There was a guy named Dale. Here it is right here. Uh, for you guys have, that haven't been watching me for a long time. Uh, this was the story of Dale. I presented in 2019. Humble Carpenter was a secret millionaire who left 
fund for 33 strangers to go to college. The frugal Iowan, Iowan never went to college himself. He left $3 million with no strings attached for small town kids tuition. The group of grads recently gathered to remember Dale who died in 2005. Well, um, it says right here he was the kind of blue collar lunch pill kind of guy. He went to work every day, worked really hard, was frugal like most of Iowans. And um, there's the lawyer who arranged the scholarship. There's Dale right there. And he got some calico with him. Shout out to Dale. Hey, look at Dale. He went to the junior college. Dale was like, let me put hands on hips. All right, let me put some hands on hips here. Look, look, he got him a piece of calico right there. But it says right here, um, it says right here, according to this story. Uh, let's see where the story is. Where did I leave off here? Okay, he was a kind boy. It says right here, I never got the opportunity to go to college, so I like to help kids go to college. This is what Dale said. And um, Nielsen's jaw-dropping draw drop when the working-class tradesman told him the amount that he had saved. I was kind of curious. I said, how much are we talking about, Dale? He said, oh, just shy of $3 million. I nearly fell out of my chair. That's his lawyer speaking. Dale died in 2005, but he left behind two pair of jeans, a rusty truck, and instructions to allocate the funds to the small Iowa kids, uh, small town Iowa kids. And uh, let's see here. I grew up in a single parent. Okay, these are the recipients here of the scholarship. Where's Dale? All right, so uh, those are Dale's kids. They're known as Dale's kids right there, if you can't, can see it. So um, a lot of people talk about their purpose and their path, right, whether they should have a family or, or, or not or children. And I presented this story as to say there's another path or purpose for you, right? You know, you can be a millionaire. You can live low. You don't have to be all flashy. You know, you can live flashy for a little while and then lay low. And see how people treat you. Go to work. Hey, guys, you're never going to stop working. Dale and these men were 80 and still working. They were still working. So the idea that you're going to just get rich and sit back and do nothing and invest. and No, man, just go to work. Keep it honest. Do whatever you need to do. Stay consistent. Dale probably didn't make more than $30,000 a year. I'm pretty sure. Right? But he didn't have all these expenditures. And he didn't buy all these watches and cards and try to impress people. With this money, he probably just lay low, had a couple of freak nasty girls to come through. All right, fix his meat. He had no children. You know what I mean? Listen, real legacy, no children to double cross him, no children to stab him in the back, no ex-wife. No, We'll talk about what divorce costs. No ex-wife, no alimony, no child support, no wife. All he had was life. All right, he chose a life over a wife. He was just like, let me just keep it real. He died. He didn't die alone. He lived a good, fruitful life. He died, left it out to these people, and now his legacy continues on. Shout out to these two men's story here, and you can choose your own path. But um, uh, you got to realize life is long, and you have to develop a strategic plan. In my opinion, these guys probably planned this shit out. They planned it out just like that, and they executed it so well, their family... Dale's lawyer didn't even know how much money he had. All right, it's crazy. It's crazy, it's crazy, it's crazy. All right, and he got to see how people really treat you. Somebody said, what's the point? Ninja, how, what, what is the point? You tell me, motherfucker. All right, Jesus. You tell me. 
What's the point? What do you want? You want to argue with your family at Thanksgiving? Ninja bad. Ninja just mad at anything. <laughs> What's the point of life? I want a girl who's mine, all mine. I want a girl in my life. He just wants to live everybody's life. You want to live everybody's life, all right? Ninja, set yourself apart. Most of the husbands die and their wife raids the insurance. Is that how you want to go out? Ninja want to go out with the wife raiding their life insurance. All right, speaking of, speaking of, because he's like, he just gave it to somebody. Ninja, you just want to give it to a woman, raid your life insurance, raid all of your benefits, and be fornicating with somebody else? Is that what you want? Would that, would that be better for you? <laughs> all right, here we go. He was like, I'd like to leave it to somebody behind. Ninja, they just going to get your life insurance money and spend it on bullshit. What's the point? <laughs> all right, anyway. All right, who did you want to leave it to, Ninja? Who do you want you to leave it to? A dog? just crazy man enjoy your life chill relax you don't have to hit all these markers and magic markers if you happen to find a wonderful woman fine if you happen to have children fine if they happen to be with you and walk in your path with you fine most likely it ain't gonna happen so now here's another alternative (laughs) right here we go right here oh man it's crazy but hey it is what it is not everybody has to do that they found a path that nobody I'm telling you, back the, back in the day, I'm pretty sure if they would have told everybody what they were doing, they would have thought he was crazy. They would have been like, man, you're crazy. You're going to die alone. You're going to die. Heart attack. Nobody. And then you're living in the woods. Chilling. Chilling. All right, priority number one. Get your priorities straight. That would be the point. All right, let me see here. We got a super chat in the building that I need to acknowledge. Women are like, this is terrible. What about love? Anastasia, anesthesia boss, New York in the building. Shout out to the anesthesiologist in the building. He says, there is nothing more refreshing than to know you ain't got a car payment and piling cash while some of your subordinates who make one-tenth of my salary driving cars five times what mine is worth, living paycheck to paycheck just for clout, just for clout. And you're like, wow. Man, when you start hitting your strides, your prime earning years, you hit those 40s, 50s, into your 60s, and you really, really stacking, the need for you to have all of these things goes away. The need for you to have them goes away big time. So then you can focus on what matters, and then you can see other people out here struggling. Yeah. You see them out here struggling. All right. Uh, shout out to you. Deshaun Rose says, shout out to Mr. Holt and the lawnmower, man. Ninja driving a lawnmower around. You got to love that story. You got to love that story. All right, who do we got here? We got our brother here. All right, Roderick jumping in with a sponsorship. Let's see what I got here for you. He says, small caps and women never want to be exposed. I know what you mean. Ties and offerings from Memphis slash Tupelo in the building appreciate you they never want to be exposed and what you will find is once you put the heat on them they start bucking because you really figuring it out you really they really know you're figuring it out and they start kicking and bucking they start claiming misogyny and other things that i can't say i'm not gonna say what race what people we know i can't say that 
All right, shout out to Sheldon CPR. How can I hide my happiness and success from my baby mama? You can't. She always watching you. Your baby mama always watching you. <laughs> right? Um, an example of this, uh, baby mamas, baby mamas end up, what do I tell you about baby mamas? What do I tell you about women who break up with you? What do I tell you about women who divorce you? They end up on the short end of the stick. They end up with the short end of the stick. Let me go ahead and refresh this story right here just so I can show you. They end up down bad nine times out of 10. Like statistically, they end up down bad. So down bad that they hire men to run trains on them and they hire men to take you out. They be pray and pray for your downfall. They pray, they pray, they pray. They pray and pray on your downfall. They send assassins. Remember I told you? They send assassins to you. All right, most ex-husbands don't realize they probably had life attempts on them uh, because baby mama be down bad. So they be watching you, Ninja. If you just, you know, you would just have to escape into the monk mode and delete all your social media. But what I tell you is, guys, live your life. Let that bitch see you living, all right? Let her see you living. And she'll she'll take you back to child support. She'll take you back and she'll get a little bit of money. Maybe you lay low into your kids or teenagers. She'll take you back to child support. Give her a little bit of that money. Break her off. It ain't going to break you, Ninja. Break her off with a little bit of money. She going to spit it. She going to spit that shit up. And for the next 10, 20 years, you're going to keep earning. And she ain't got no nut to squirrel on. <laughs> right. She ain't got no nut to squirrel on. It's the one of the most wonderful things. They watching you. They be walking down the street watching daddy go by watching you. They be watching, man. Man, enjoy your damn life. Ninja, go travel. Go buy some shit. Enjoy your life. Don't, don't live low. I mean, you can live low. You don't have to buy shit. But what I'm telling you is don't stop producing just so your baby mama won't try to ride your coattails. Ninja, just go on and do it. Private investigator. I mean, ninja, live better. I'm, I'm going to tell you. Whatever money that she going to get from you, it ain't going to be nowhere close than what you can earn. It ain't going to be nowhere to let her get that little bit of <laughs> get that little bit of money. And then when you give it to her, she going to see what she missed out on. She be like, shit, you just write the check. Here you go. I didn't even miss it. All right. Man, but don't be careful. If the kids are young, be careful. All right. But um, if the kids are older, man, make her watch that shit. Make her ass get a front row seat to the life that she checked out on. And all baby mamas, all ex-wives, all ex-girlfriends watching your monkey ass. Right? Watching you. Yep. They all watching you. They all looking. They all on your Instagram looking. And you know what's funny? You know what my son told me? <laughs> my son's like, shut up, bitch. All right. You know what a little birdie told me? You know what a little birdie told me? He said... Look, private investigators like, what? All right, my son's like, shut up, dad. Private investigators watching. You know what he told me? He said, they watching me. He said, the whole family watching me on Instagram and YouTube. They watching. Oh, so shout out to, uh, you know, the baby mama family. Shout out to all of y'all watching. All right. He said, they be seeing everything you doing. And he's like, oh, I heard your dad got a, a Porsche. I heard your dad got a motorcycle. 
I heard your dad was in Europe. They watch him because they'll ask him. <laughs> they'll ask him, oh, it looks like your dad got like 200,000. They watch him. They watch him. So uh, I'm like, hey, man, watch the show, y'all bitch ninjas. Watch it. Hey, y'all the one, man. Y'all the one. Y'all got to take care of that woman the rest of your life because I ain't going to do it. I ain't taking care of her. She got off the boat. Ninja, I always tell you the boat's loaded. You can go with me or you can go somewhere else. <laughs> but Ninja, it sounds like you didn't come along for the journey. Oh, yeah, man. And you know what? And families sometimes talk women out of their marriages. Uh, what was the movie called? The movie was called Acrimony. Watch this movie if you guys don't have it. Uh, the ultimate revenge movie for baby mama terrors. Acrimony. Acrimony. Let's pull up the movie. Watch it. If you're going through a battle like this, guys, this is the, if you're going through a breakup, if a woman told you through hypergamy, monkey branching that you wasn't shit, I want you to watch this movie. This is the one. This is the one. Look at this movie. This is movie sums it up. And women, listen to me, ladies. Ladies, I want you to listen to me because y'all women be doing this to guys. What they'll do is they might get with you when you're in your 20s or your 30s. Everybody knows that I even preach to men. Do not judge yourself by your 20s and 30s. In fact, most Men do not become wealthy until their 50s and 60s. That is not when they, they don't even achieve true wealth until their 50s and 60s. So what happens is she'll invest a couple of years into you. You might be saying, you know, I got some ideas. I'm a, I got an ambition of a writer. I'm a hustler, baby. I got an idea for a business, but you just can't get out of the blocks. You just put in the time like I'm just putting it in and you trying to dedicate some time to her, trying to dedicate some time to your family. And they be in there killing your dream. And you're like, hey, listen, I got an idea. It's going to work. Just stick with me. You know, I'm down bad. There's a lot of women who do this. They're they're helping their mate go through medical school. And then that guy will go through medical school, become a doctor, and then marry her, and then he's supporting the family. I see this all the time in suburban marriages, suburban. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes he cheats and then goes off with another woman, and then she sues him. But what happens is, in the movie Acrimony, Acrimony, A-C-R-I-M-O-N-Y, this woman, Taraji P. Henson, was with a man. And the man had an idea for a machine. I can't remember what the machine was for, but it has something to do with maybe cancer. I can't remember what the machine was for. But all throughout the early part of the marriage, he had this machine. And she was like, you know, it wasn't working right. He couldn't get it quite right. It was, he was just working it out. And if you know anything about machines and inventions, they take decades to come to fruition. They don't just make a machine overnight and sell it. So... What happened was they were going through debt. They were having some bad things. She was supporting him. I think he was working. I can't remember what he was doing. They were telling him to get, it was a battery. What was the battery for? It was a battery. All right, thank you, brothers. Electricity battery. And so this battery, he was like, this is going to change the world. This is going to change the world. This is going to change the world. And everybody's like, oh, that battery, all oh, that battery. It ain't going to be shit. It ain't going to be shit, right? But she believed in him. Now, he did cheat on her. Right? He did. 
He did cheat on her. And um, it kind of broke up the relationship. And then what had happened was, what had happened was her family talked her out of the relationship. They were sitting around and her sisters or cousins or sisters and their husband was saying, leave that ninja. Leave him, leave him, leave him. Leave him. He ain't going to make it. He ain't going to be shit. You need to leave him. Now, a lot of women deal with that from their family at the struggle years, 20s and 30s. And instead of being a support system, instead of being that catalyst that gets him over, she sabotages him or she gives up on him. She's like, I give up. You ain't going to do nothing and whatnot. And what happened was she left that ninja. She left him. I think they were married. They, she divorced and she kept it moving. And she was like, good, I'm glad I got rid of that ninja. So the family talked her out of her her inheritance, just like baby mamas talk their kids out of their inheritance when they turn on the dad. So down the road, the battery sells. He sells the battery to a big company and he becomes a multimillionaire in the movie. So that was the great part of the story. Now she's watching this and I think he, she owed him money. I think he owed her money because she had, she had, he had borrowed money. He, he ends up coming back, and he was like, look, my battery sold. I'm going to give you all the money I owed you. <laughs> this woman went crazy. She went crazy. She couldn't deal with it. He paid the money back, but the money was like $50,000, $100,000. I think they lost a house. You know, they lost a house that she had, so she definitely helped him to a point. She definitely helped him, but she dropped him off. She gave up on him, and then he became a millionaire. And so he came back, gave her the money, and she was like, uh-uh. Mm. He gave her $10 million. He was like, she was like, uh-uh. He gave her $10 million. He gave her $10 million. He, he gave her $10 million. She wanted more. She was like, uh-uh. I want my half. I want all what I'm worth. I want all of the money. Like, I want half of that money. I deserve half of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> did she ask for half the money? He paid about $3 million. Wait, how much? But he, she, wanted the, she wanted the whole bang. She wanted the whole buck. She went nuts and sued him and was going crazy over him. The movie's called Acrimony. And she was like, that ain't enough. I want all. I want half of it because I deserve it. But the problem is she didn't take them all the way to the finish line. Right? She didn't take them all the way to the finish line. Now, the funny thing is that th this is a tough story. But, yeah, she wanted. Oh, by the way. Oh, oh, oh. He ended up getting a yacht. He had a badass Slimmy. Hold on for a second. Let me see if I can pull up the, the picture here. She end up, you got to see, I'm going to tell you what happened in the, uh, in the, um, in the movie, but he ended up getting a yacht. He had a badass wife. He got married. He got married to a baddie. Hold on for a second. Where is it at? And she wanted that life. I can find the, um, let me see here. Where's the, where's the, where's the, where's it right here? I can't find it on the yacht. I do see her scene here, but, um. Let me see where it is. They don't have many pictures. This movie is kind of not a big movie, but he had the life. 
Oh, here's the here's the wife. I think this would be the wife in the movie. And so he had a baddie. They had a what he they he had a, a penthouse in New York City. He had the life, and that's what she wanted. That's what she wanted. So he got him a nice chocolate, nice statuesque, long neck, clavicle, collarbone, having ass, <laughs> right? <laughs> I can't tell the ending, man, but she went nuts. She went nuts. She couldn't take it. So the $10 million wasn't enough. She was like, I, I, that's my life. That woman has my life. That, that's not fair. Yeah, brother. Mm. All right. So watch out, watch out for the watch, watch out for that movie. But the point of it is, is sometimes, sometimes women give up on men way too early. Sometimes they do. Not all the time, sometimes. And what they'll do is they'll give up right when he's about to make a breakthrough. Most men don't break through in life until their 40s. And that's married or single. Married or single. I know ladies be like, yeah, but he was this and he was that. If he was an alcoholic and a drug addict, okay, I get it. But then what happens is when you start breaking through, there's only so much they can take from you then. And by the time they can take from you, it's peanuts from what you're going to earn down the line. And this is the rare Tyler Perry movie that actually makes women look crazy. So a lot of people, I see a guy, Tyler Perry movie X. This is the rare, is this a Tyler Perry movie? This is the rare Tyler Perry movie that gives a dub to the guy. It didn't paint the guy in the negative light as a no good. And this is why it's not popular. Interesting enough, this, is, this, this movie is not that popular. Had it been the other way around, it would have been a popular movie. But it's a rare movie that paints the, guy, paints the woman as the, nut, the nutcase. Yep. And shout out to, uh, it's basically what Cassie did, right? Yep. And look, she ended up bitter, eating her alive. And by the way, these things kill women. They're, eat, they're alive. They're alive. They're, their body, they die inside. They don't realize they're killing themselves, which is interesting. It's actually good because they're killing themselves. So your baby mama who's watching you, who is dealing with acrimony and she's bitter, She's killing herself slowly. <laughs> She's killing herself slowly, which with all of this hate and bitter. And uh, much of it is, you know, too much pride. They gave up too early. Their family's watching you. Their family got to be like, damn, we talked her out of this blessing. He end up coming up and now look at her over there. And so what they do is try to make you suffer. They, you know, take your kids or, you know, hurt you or damage your property or try to send assassins your way. Like, this is a real story, and this is a real story of how it's probably biblical, but that's the rare Tyler Perry movie where it turns out the guy is the good guy. The woman is the nut, the nutcase. All right, so ladies, if you're listening to me, I know men ain't shit. The movie's called Acrimony. I know you think men ain't shit, but I always say, man, most of, the, most of these women give up on their guy way too early. Way too early. Most men don't ever really get it going until about 40. I didn't hit my stride until I was 40. Like, but I built up to it. Like, I didn't start building at 40. I started building at 22 and 19. And I did this, went backwards, the pendulum swung. I stayed in the course, 
grinded it out, you know, got set back, got back up, got knocked down, didn't quit, went back homeless, didn't push through it, survived just getting taken to court every year of my my divorce, of my child support, just, just pushed through it. Then a little tweak here, boom. A little tweak, boom. But you can't wait until 40. You got to start this shit in your 20s. You got to be building up steam and momentum to go, shoop, and a woman's going to eventually go, nah, hell no. Nah. They're going to write you off. They're going to say, nah, you ain't it. They're going to laugh at you. They're going to wonder what you're doing. They're going to quit. They're going to quit on you, and you use all of that energy to say, damn it. Most of the time, most of the time, when they leave you, that was the very thing you needed to elevate. I mean, this isn't. This is real talk. Much of your delayed growth was you focusing on women and or focusing on an ungrateful partner. Like the energy you could have put into your shit, they was kneecapping you. They was sabotaging you. They was sandbagging you. They was deadweighting you. They was dragging you. Soon as they left, you went, shoot. No more hating, no more backbiting, no more family looking at you like you crazy. None of that. That's what, that's what you needed. Them to quit on you. That's what you needed to toss the dead way. Oh, okay. Now you can do, you can work late. You can stay up. You can get to work early. You don't have to worry about the bullshit. You can do, you can do whatever you want instead of her going, huh? And how come? And do you really love me? So you toss their ass to the side. As soon as they drop you, you're like, oh, this is the weight that I needed. I needed to lift that weight. And then all of a sudden, like this woman, the acrimony woman, the, guy, the woman saying I was the reason for your success. But she's got it half right. She got it half right. She was the reason for his success to a point. But when she removed her hate and ass self, he was able to become successful. It was not, he was not successful because of her early investment. He became successful despite her. Because she gave up, he became successful. She didn't see it that way. She saw it as my initial investment was the reason you were here. My initial support of you is the reason why you became successful. That's only half right. You're somewhat right. But the reality is he became what he became because you gave up on him. That's why he became successful. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't because of her. It was in spite of her. So it's a story, gentlemen, that I want you to realize. I know you want the girl. You want the love of your life. You want your own girl. But that is where most men lose. You could choose a wife or a life. You could choose a wife or a life. Sometimes men get both. Most times they do not. Sorry. <laughs> but it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Anyway. Anyway, anyway. Somebody says, Wor worrying if she's cheating because you work too much and she feels star for attention, but will also cheat um, if you cut back on work to spend time with her because the money flows. Yeah, Chris Rock called that the catch 22. 
If you're around too much, she doesn't like it because you don't have the money. If you're at work too much, you're never here, and she cheats on you. It happens. We love these stories, man. We love these stories. These are two stories. Where's the what's the point guy at? <laughs> what's the point, guys? Follow your dreams, number one. I w- that's the one thing I will tell you, man. Women, guys, women can wait. Women can wait. There's always going to be women. They never going out of style. There's always going to be women, guys. Y'all need to just be like, yeah, but, but coach, dude, you can get women at any freaking age, ninja. Is if you're successful, you can get a woman, <laughs> right? You can get plenty. You can get as many as you can afford. They never going out of style. It is what it is. All right, shout out to Half Space Wheel Travel says, I'm in a bind, Dale. Help me out. I'm Let me go to college. Let me go to college. Somebody said they're going to carve them up with part two. Oh, man. Yeah, women are never going to decide. Ninja, if you can't get you a woman in America, you can go somewhere else. Ninja, you'll have the money. Trust me. Don't delay your growth is what I'm saying. And then, ladies, if you're listening to me, I know, you know, I mean, it, it seems like a guy is never going to become what he needs to become, but most men take off in their 40s. And most of it is because... A woman gave up on him, <laughs> right? He got divorced. He got, you know, left. And he's like, well, I guess I could just focus on my shit. I don't know what to tell you. Let me see here. It's a wonderful thing. Shout out to our brother, no government name. Fun fact, Eli Apple is Michael Blackson's nephew. I know he be roasting it with jokes. Pro athletes never got women or get women until they get money. So most of them ma- uh, men are simps and mama's boys who get finessed. By these Predator 304s. Yeah. It's crazy. And a lot of people think athletes get a lot of tail. They do. But, you know, if you know football players, they starving ass ninjas. They always together. They always roll as a group. They be cock blocking each other. It's tough for a lot of them. It's a hierarchy there. Shout out to Tate says, check out the movie Diary of a Tired Black Man. Is that Tyler Perry too? Or somebody maybe took a spin on his movie. A couple more. Hmm. Uh, JC says, Dale had it right. I know of men who drop dead in their 20s and 30s randomly. Always, always have a plan. Don't wait till you're 80. Shout out to the OG Dale. The RWD channel says, have you seen this video of actor Zachary Ty Bryan who got accused of domestic violation? He said his dad warned him about women. Okay, I'm going to have to look that up. I did see something about that. Um earlier maybe real quick here he said his dad oh that's the guy from home uh what is it called it was called the home improvement all right so he got some domestic violation (laughs) oh man oh yeah wow okay all right all right let's see what happened let's see what happens with him thank you for that update i'll check on it today jc says you ever seen pootie tang he's a real life player jc man (laughs) what the hell all right, Lee, okay. He says, uh, John Paul DeGioia story is a classic example. His wife took off and he ended up homeless, but somehow he turned things around and started the John Paul Mitchell system. Today, he's worth $3 billion. He's also an investor in, um, he's an investor in something else that's quite successful. Like he had the John Paul system, but there was something else he recently invested in that took off big time as well. 
All right, and he says, oh, he also started, oh, that's what it was, Patron. He also started Patron Tequila and sold it for $5.1 billion in 2018. That's what it was. So the John Paul Mitchell guy, so his wife took off and he ended up homeless. So I'm going to pull him up here. Um, a lot of people don't know these stories. These are the stories that we love to talk about. John Paul, what's his name? All right, he's a funny-looking dude. Now, I remember he used to have uh, infomercials. He used to have um, infomercials, but he started uh, Patron, which is not that good of an alcohol, but he sold it for $5.1 billion. Ninja, hey, it was good enough for that. And all because, and all because, hey, a, a woman gave up on him. And he said, okay, it's time for me to do the damn thing. And he's worth $3.3-something billion. Man, dude, I'm telling you, man, did, did you guys see that? This is a hard thing to talk about because a lot of guys think the woman is your answer. A lot of people will say a woman will help you build. We're not there yet because I'm going to tell you, uh, based on this information we're going to give you, a lot of people don't understand that most people have to, they have to build themselves. A woman has to be supportive of a guy to help them build and get to this level. You got to be super supportive. Many of these guys that build themselves, they have the second wife rides along. It's not really the first wife. The first wife dumps them off, gave up on them, kicked dirt on them. I bet you she wish right now that she was with this ninja. Probably tried to crawl back. But you guys got to focus on, um, you guys got to focus on your mission. You guys got to have a plan in a, in, a, in a, a plan and a path. I know a lot of guys like, but coach, I don't have any ideas. Here's my suggestion to, here's the, here's my suggestion. I know you don't have, I, I, I have a lot of ideas. I'm going to take ideas to the grave. My family reminds me of ideas that I had. Not be like, oh yeah, <laughs> right. I come up with good ideas. I can, I'm always up, up for an idea. And my ideas, like the business idea won't be a millionaire, a million dollar idea. It'll be an idea that I could give to a kid my kid, and they can make money off of it. And that's just another business. But here's the thing. If you don't start with an idea, you won't get the idea. This is tough. This will be in my book. If you don't start with an, with an idea, you will never end up with the idea. Meaning this, which means in effect, like my sports psychology teacher used to say, you got to see an idea through even if it fails, even if the idea fails, you saw an idea through. And the idea is not a fail. It just didn't work. The timing wasn't there. You didn't have the money. You didn't have the capital, the investment. But you saw an idea through. You actually tried to say, let me put something into this. And then what you're going to learn along the way is going to help you when you get the next idea. And you're going to see that through. And then you're going to learn. It's like, okay, all right. Oh, boy. Okay, if I just had this. Okay, let me see. Okay. Then the next idea. Or it'll be an extension of that idea. And then you'll see it through. Oh, shit. And then you'll build up momentum. And then everybody's going to say, how did this idea work for you, CGA? You're like, how did it work? And then you're like, where do you want me to start? It started with the first idea that failed. And then I learned from that that I couldn't do this the second time. And it might take five years in between an idea. It might take 10 years between an idea. 
But you bumping your head the first few times is going to let you know what to do and what to avoid the next time. You'll be like, okay, I'm not going to do that. And then, boom, you get to overcome that. If it doesn't work, it's not a fail. All it is was a try. And so I tried. I didn't fail. It didn't work. But I learned. I'm going to adapt. Put money into this. Put energy into that. Boom. This is the blue chips. Now, while you're doing that, while you're doing this, if you got a woman in your life that brings confusion, if she's testing your will and patience, if she's distracting you like shit, like depression, I can't figure it out. Get rid of that bitch. I'm going to tell you right now, get rid of that bitch right now. Get rid of her. She dead ass weight. Did you look? Let her figure her life out. <laughs> she holding you back. I don't care if it's your girlfriend, your mama, your girlfriend, your wife, your granny. Get rid of that bitch. She can't do shit for you. Right? She in your way. Do not feel sorry. <laughs> She's preventing you from becoming what you need to become. <laughs> Did that have nothing to do with love or hate? She keeping you in uh, mediocrity, ninja. <laughs> she keeping you in mediocrity. And then she wants you to be successful. She trying to get you to be successful, but steady in your damn way. Hey, get this shit out of here, man. Stop that bitch. She ain't, dude, you ain't got no time for this. Cut her off, ninja. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. <laughs> Next caller. I, I, I remember I, when I was in my 20s, when I was in my 20s, I said I was going to write a book. I told everybody around me, never, to, never do this. But I was telling everybody, I'm going to write a book on relationships. This was before I got married. While I got married, when I got married, I told my ex, my wife at the time, I'm going to write a book on relationships. They, everybody laughed at me. They was laughing at me because people think I just came up with these ideas after I got divorced. And No, I was already thinking of these things prior to this. This is how I was. So this is how you can see it be so effective. I was telling people I was going to do this. I was telling people I'm going to be a public speaker. I bought a book, How to Be a Public Speaker. <laughs> people don't believe me. I bought this shit before I was married. I told people I was going to write a book. I just didn't know what I, I just know what to write. Just didn't know what to write. I didn't know what it was going to be about. I had some ideas. I didn't know how to write a book, but I said, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to be a public speaker. Now, fast forward 20 years later, there was no YouTube at the time. There was no Amazon publishing, nothing. But I said I was going to write a book. And they was like, what you going to write it about? My ex, well, what is it at the time? What, 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 what? It didn't make sense. Then YouTube happened. Then YouTube was invented. When YouTube was invented, I immediately knew I was going to be a part of it. That was in 2006, 2005. I was like, this is going to change the world. And everybody laughed at me. My mother tells me to this day, she was like, I remember when YouTube first came out, you were all about it. I was like, this is crazy. I was like, YouTube is going to change the world. Now, I didn't become a part of it initially. It took a while. It took another five years, three to five years for me to start putting into it. 
But 20 years later, I bet you people are sitting there going, this ninja said he was going to write a book. This ninja said he was going to be a public speaker. And I told a guy, he said um, he was a personal training fitness training client of mine. This is story time. You don't have to listen to it. He was a fitness client of mine. He knew my struggle. And um, he was like, you know what? If I hit the lottery, I'm going to open a gym for you so you can open and operate your own gym. And I said, I don't want to do that. I'm just fitness training because this is a good way for me to earn money. I'm not that passionate about it that I want to open a gym. And he says, so what do you want to do? I said, I'm going to be a public speaker. (laughs) And he was like, what are you going to talk about? And I was like, I have some ideas. And he was like, that don't make sense. To this day, this dude watches me now. He he comes back and he's like, you told me you were going to be a public speaker. Now he sees me speaking at these conventions. Now he sees me on YouTube. See, when you put it out there and you live it and you try to make it happen, it's going to happen for you because you're passionate about it. You actually know what to do. You see the mistakes. So he did say, I don't understand. You're going to be a public back then. You didn't have what YouTube was. It wasn't like you can just jump on YouTube and start a channel and become big. That didn't exist. So he didn't know what I was talking about. And I was like, I'm going to start making some videos on YouTube. And he was like, what? Mm. (laughs) I'm telling you guys, this shit starts with an idea. And the worst thing you can do is tell people about it. The best thing you could do is just start doing it. Because when you tell people about it, they're not going to see it. They're going to be like, that's dumb. It don't make no sense. How are you going to make money? Your friends, your family, your spouses, your kids. This is stupid. You're wasting your time. My ex told me I was wasting my time with YouTube. Before she took me to court with my YouTube channel. She was like, you're wasting your time. You need to get a job <laughs> because she wanted child support. She, we were sitting in the orthodontist meeting while I was paying for my daughter's braces. The orthodontist was talking about YouTube. And the kids were like, we love YouTube. I looked at the orthodontist. I said, YouTube is the future because these kids watch these people play video games on it. I was like, YouTube is what Generation Z. There wasn't even a Generation Z yet. I said, YouTube is what this generation people are going to watch. They're not going to watch TV. My ex said, eh, you wasting your time. Because I already had like three videos out. I only had like three to five videos. She was like, it's a waste of your time. You wasting your time. (laughs) I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. People will try to speak your downfall into existence. So the volume of your message has to be way higher than theirs. Don't let them defeat you. And now she's suing me for YouTube money. Yes. Isn't it ironic? Now she's suing me for YouTube money. Isn't it ironic? But I was wasting my time on. She now counting super chats and donations. She's now trying to come up with a figure of what I make to get child support money. Isn't it ironic? It's do I'm telling you, man, you guys got to really believe in yourself and what you're doing. Believe that everything you're putting into whatever idea you have, that it is 100 percent going to go your way. 
right? So it's one of those things, man. You guys got to believe in yourself. You guys got to have an understanding of what it takes. It is what it is. <laughs> they out there trying to track down YouTube money when they was telling me I was wasting my time, that I was dumb, that you ain't going to make it. Write a book about what? There it is, free agent lifestyle. It means something now, don't it? I just needed the catalyst. All right, anyway. <laughs> anyway, and this could be you. This is your story for guys who can't get women, the women you want. Let that be your fuel to get to where you want. Let that be your fuel. But right now, her family watches me on the regular, watching me live the life that I said I was going to live and reporting it back. And they watching. They looking at her like, mm. <laughs> They looking at her like, damn. Mm. And it don't look like it's stopping neither. <laughs> right? They over there. Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. Indeed, man. Uh, what are we doing here? Let me check these super chats and we'll get on to the main event here. Sometimes you need the fuel and you need the haters to give you the fuel. You do. It's one of those wonderful, it's a wonderful story. Now, just shout out to our brother Tate says, uh, oh, I already got that one right there. <laughs> Who we got here? Uh, let's see, I got a couple more. Shout out to C3 Augusta says, George from the Lazarus Project blew up. And it says right here, blew up, world to bring his bitch back from death, only to have her leave him in the end. Invest in yourselves, gent. Thank you, man. Anyway. Uh, what do we got? Lee H says facts coach. He says you and Andrew Tate fresh and fit. Unplug me from the matrix. Use ninjas. He says use ninjas. Oh, you so much. Use ninjas. He said CGA for life. PS marriage is a scam. Indeed. Dr. Thunder. When my first wife left me, she did me a massive favor. Everything took off after that. Ladies be supportive of your guys. Be supportive of your men. I mean, I know it's tough. I know it's tough. Let me see something here. But be supportive of your men, please. I know it's hard. I know it seems like they get nervous. They get squirrely. I get it. They be like, oh, I'm going to jump off now. 35 struggling. You're like, yeah, this ain't it. They jump off. But, you know, much of it is a gift. Shout out to Lee H. Blue Chip Mindset. James Bond all day. Indeed. De Niro Tranquillo, after the divorce, my mom ran the streets. He says, I needed help for college. She said, you want to go to college? You pay for it. Now I'm a multimillionaire doctor. And she asked for rent money monthly. Yeah, man. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, I'm going to tell you. Women lack vision. They lack vision. That is not their strong suit. Most of the time they do these things, they make a mistake. It's a big mistake. All right, they don't lack vision, and they don't see that they're going to have a need for you later on. The funny thing about it is, and the sad thing that I know, is that women will do you dirty and come back and ask you for a favor. <laughs> You're just like, and they will act like, they will ask you for a favor like they didn't do you dirty. And it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to see because you take it personally. You're like, but what I'm going to tell you guys is never take it personally. They're like this with everybody. They're like this with their fathers. They're like this with their boss. 
All right, most women that have bosses are straight up parasites to their bosses. They, they are. And sometimes their boss is like, I'm just doing something to help her out. And sometimes they burn bruises and, and stab their bosses in the back. I, I mean, it's sad. It's sad to see, but um, if you're a manager, you've seen it. They'll stab you in the back, then they'll come back, um, and they won't even pull the knife out of your back. Typical stuff, and they'll do it. So you're not the only ones. If you were just in a boyfriend, uh, um, a wife, ex-wife, whatever it is, they all do this. Daughters do it to their fathers. Um, I played you videos of women doing this 50 years down the line. They still talk to trash about their daughter. My dad didn't believe me. They, they do this to people. And when they do it to you, they will come back with a straight face as if they didn't steal from you, as if they didn't attempt your life. They're the only ones that can do this shit. I don't, I'm sure women experience guys that do this stuff, but I see them do it, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, and they'll be like, what? What? What's the problem? Oh, that little thing you talking about? They will, and then, that's you can't, can't trust them like that, man. All right, so watch out for this and never be surprised by it. And don't take it personal. Do not take it personal. And the story I, I look at, I, like, I, take, I, take, I take it personal that I can show them and they can I know they're watching me, that I can say, y'all bitch-ass niggas got to watch me. See, you can't ignore CGA. You can't ignore Coach Greg Adams. You can't ignore the free agent lifestyle. That shit is immortal. It lives in, in, immortally. Like Case, Kevin Samuels, he's not alive. And his channel still exists. There's people still putting his videos out. He's immortal to an extent. He's going to exist the next 50 years, even after death. My, my catalog is still going to exist. You can't ignore it. See, you can ignore a man's success, but you can't ex ignore success like this. You got to see this shit. You got to ninja, even if, you know what I'm telling you is this. My brand is so ingrained in social media that it is probably often that I pop up randomly on their Instagram. Her friends, her family, everybody gotta say, I was on Instagram and guess whose video popped up? It's gonna happen. It's inevitable. They can't ignore it. Because I know that happens to people that I know. They were like, hey, I was on TikTok. I know people that don't know what I do. And then they find it by me randomly popping up. And then they go, hey, that's my neighbor. <laughs> that's how deep it is. You can't ignore this shit. It's in your face. It's in your face. <laughs> the algorithm is powerful. Even if you try to ignore, ignore it, it's going to pop up. And you're going to be shit. They're going to snitch a goddamn scroll off. <laughs> Yo, it lives on. It will live on. Just like many people before me. This shit is going to continue on. And it's going to be what it is all the way down to the end. And you can't defeat it now. All right. Anyway, man, success is the best revenge. And I don't sit around thinking about it, but it is what it is. Look, man, let's get. <laughs> yep, YouTube Shorts. It don't matter. You have to get off you, Facebook, YouTube Shorts, uh, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Reels. I'm a pop up. 
I'm a pop up. My mother even tells me I pop up in her uh, YouTube, and she don't even barely watch it. She says that I'm in her suggestion box. <laughs> I'm a pop up. And it's going to be Dennis Ninja in again. God damn. Okay. 130,000 views. Oh, Ninja. <laughs> in the face. In the face. All right. Shout out to you, man. But hey, success is the sweetest revenge. But I do this not for that. I do this to continue on pushing this message to men who can learn from my mistakes. Let's get to this next part right here. All right. Because we all make mistakes. What marriage does to men. We just kind of talking about it. But did you know this, gentlemen? Did you know this? See here. Did you know this? It says right here, a divorce could cost you more than $140,000. Here's how to prevent a costly split. Oh, yeah, I've, I've lost way more than that. Now, it doesn't happen all at once. It doesn't happen because of the split. This could happen along the way. It could take 10 years to invest this type of money and plunk it down into the black abyss of a divorce. Now, when this happens, you hear these articles. Women will still be like, yeah, but don't be scared. It'll never happen to us. You're a moron if you think that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen to 7 out of 10 of you in some form or fashion. Some people file for divorce, and they don't go through with the divorce. Some people file for the divorce, and now you know her true intentions, but you stay married in order to stay with the kids and not split up the expenses. So divorce affects more people, not just the people who go through it. It affects the people who attempt it, research it, and or just stay in a miserable marriage. Yeah. $140,000. All right. Um, it says right here. It says we all know divorce is not uncommon. Of course it's not. Some of the most public splits. We're not going to read all that. Um, they talk about the amount of divorces. And it says, uh, but now everyone uh, has the financial stability of a movie star. It says, and divorces don't come cheap. An uncontested divorce. Could cost between fifteen hundred and five fifty five hundred on average, while a contested one can set you back from forty thousand to one hundred and forty thousand dollars. Now I had a highly contested, bitter divorce, and it still rages on now. The case never closes until the kids get older. All right, because the courts need their money. But a contested divorce, forty thousand dollars to one hundred and forty thousand. That's for normies. That's for normies. What about love? That's what love costs. Oh, I don't pay. You pay, ninja. You pay, motherfucker. <laughs> you pay. And the reason why divorce is expensive, because it's worth it. Oh, but it's painful. But it's painful. Most men never financially recover, especially people that go through great divorce. Oh, yeah. This is the stuff that nobody wants to tell you. They don't want to talk about it. Oh, well, it won't happen. Sign this prenup. Oh, no, but that doesn't mean we're going in divorce-minded. And so if you, if you have a contested divorce, Ninja, it's just going to be a blood leak. It's going to leak. You're going to leak funds. It's going to leak funds. You're never going to control it. If you get lawyers involved, forget it. The more complex it is, the more hours that are required. Hours by the lawyers. Hours by the appraisers, the business evaluator, the crypto hunters, the forensic accountants, the forensics, and the forensic psychologists, whatever it may be. So this includes child therapy, therapy for one of the spouses, family therapy, I mean, forensic accountant, all right, forensics on what, what, um, all of that. So these are the things that people don't understand. Um, 
I, I've gone through it, so nothing surprises me. I, I go through this, and thank God they dragged me through this because I just come back and monetize it years down the line by giving you the information that they don't want you to know. Thank God for my ex, and thank God for my ex's lawyers. They give me a free law degree because they keep giving me all the documents, and I keep sharing them with you. I keep telling you. I take you right into court. I tell you stuff that you will never see. All of the stories not just related to me. I'm telling you what I see of other people's cases. I've been in court every year since my separation, except for one year. And I've been separated and divorced for 10 years. I've been in court multiple times each year, except for 2021. What happened in 2021? The courts were closed. <laughs> the courts were closed. That's the only reason I didn't get up in there. But I was in there in 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, January 2020. Then I was in there 2022, 2023, and I will be in there in 2024. Okay, because I already have a hearing set in 2024. I, I, I'm already in. So these things, I'm telling you, this is the real. And they don't realize I'm taking the information. They're going, boom. All right, look at what these people can do to you. And somebody says, stay strong. I'm already, I'm already deflated. It, it doesn't affect me anymore because, like, it doesn't scare me anymore. Right? The funny thing about it is I wouldn't be scared to go into any court now because I'm basically numb to it. I'm numb to it. I could just walk in there. I'm not scared of nobody. All right, I'm, ner I'm not nervous. I know who people are. People recognize me when I walk in there. So they're like, oh, there he is again. And I'm like, yep, yep, yep. It's just kind of like a normal thing to me now. But it's what happens. It's what happens. And I always tell you, stay away from the courts. They're not for you. The only reason I am, I've actually been to court um, one time when I was a minor. And then one time when um, I had a traffic ticket. Then I was had jury duty. And those were the only reasons I've ever been to court. Now, I've been to court about 20, uh, 90 times because of a divorce. Like to fill out paperwork, to serve something, to pay, to pay a filing fee, to go to court, a hearing, a trial, a pre-trial, a motion, a mediation. I've been for every reason. And the only reason I've been there, because I got married. Because I got married. That's the only reason I get to get drugged back, back and forth. Remember, marriage causes divorce. <laughs> it caused, marriage causes divorce. If I didn't have that, a marriage, I would have only been to court maybe two or three times in my life. You see what I mean? This is how drastic it is. This is what the game is about. You become a criminal. You become a criminal to the court. As a father, you're treated like a common criminal. In fact, criminals get more rights than fathers have in court. Criminals have more rights than fathers have in court, in family court. I'm going to say it again, gentlemen. This is not a game. Criminals have more rights than fathers have in family court. In family court, you're assumed to be guilty. There is no innocent until proven guilty. You're guilty of whatever that person put on that paper. Then you go in and defend yourself. The
the procedures are way different in a criminal case than they are in family court. You don't even get a right to an attorney. You don't have a right to a jury trial. You don't have no information. You don't get the right to see and examine the evidence of who's testifying against you. You don't get to cross-examine your accuser. Nothing. No, you have no rights in these courts. No due process. No nothing. No right to a speedy trial. No excessive prosecution. Nothing. No what? No um. No double jeopardy. Nothing. You get zero in the family court. Do not go there. No double jeopardy. You get nothing. Criminals get better. They get at least, criminals get at least an attorney to represent them if they can't afford one. In family court, you don't get that right. If you can't afford one, you're about to get your ass whooped representing yourself. So it's not a game. This is what marriage does them in. It's not a game. And the only person that can keep this driving force is the bitter baby mama. If you have children, good luck, Ninja. You're about to get dragged. If you can't get this woman to stop her bullshit, it's over for you. All right. Yep, the judge, some judges don't even look at you, don't even acknowledge you. They'll be like, who, who the hell are you? You just a, and let me just say this. I want you to know this. If, I want you to recognize this. The only reason they're there is because of you. You're the main event, okay? You're the main event of every court proceeding. Without you, the proceeding doesn't exist. If you're in a child support hearing, you're the reason why everybody's there. And they're there to pat your pockets down. They're there to pull the lint out of your pocket and turn your pockets inside out. They're there to extort you. They're there to criminally prosecute you and take your money and give it to the baby mama terrorists. That's what they're doing. The woman is there to try to get as much custody and parental time as she can. If you didn't exist, nobody would have a job. They're there for your pockets. You are there. You show up. The commissioner, magistrate, or judge is there for you. The bailiff is there for you. The court clerk is there for you. The attorney for child support is there for you. Her attorney is there for you. Your attorney is there for you. She, the baby mama, is there for you. You're the reason why everybody's there. <laughs> You're the piggy bank. They're trying to crack open. You see what I mean? These are, this is what happened. Strike Jack. So then when you think about this and look at it, divorce entails big financial and life changes. And they're going to go through your expenses with a fine-tooth comb if they can shake you down. And they'll use everything within their power to do so. Even things that you try to do, they'll, you'll, you'll try to do an income asset declaration, they'll use that against you. And the funny thing about these courts is that they depend on you snitching on yourself. Unlike other courts who have to prove their case against you by gathering evidence, this court is supposed to have you bring your own evidence against you, right? Which is somewhat the odd thing. Again, these don't legitimize the courts as they're illegitimate in terms of the courts that are the criminal and civil court. If somebody sues you, they got to have evidence. Like, if the woman says I was domestically violated, she has to come up with evidence. Not in the family court. Not in a marriage. She just comes in there and says I was violated. And then you got to come in there and say I didn't do it. And then you got to prove you didn't beat her up. <laughs> mm. 
How was that for court? You got to prove that you didn't emotionally abuse her. He emotionally abused you. That's all she has to say. Get a restraining order. Then you go in there and say, I didn't do it. And they say, we don't believe you. There's no jury. There's no people thinking it over. There's no people hearing evidence. If you say, I only make $3,000 a month. They come in there and say, well, we think you make more. You got to prove you don't make $3,000 a month. <laughs> you got to prove you, me- you don't make more than that. And they just wait for you to self-snitch. This is what marriage does to men. They basically say, bring in all of your evidence. They don't go searching for it. They just threaten you under penalty of perjury and maybe some subpoenas. But really what you're going to do is hang yourself with the information that you give them. So if you say I only make 3000 you bring in some bank accounts and they say that you make $4,000. they are going to say, oh, well, looks like there's some extra money here. Thanks for turning in the paperwork. And they'll give you child support, give her child support based on the extra money that they found. This is what marriage does to men. This is what marriage does to men. Uh, what about this one right here? Let's go ahead and play some clips for you. And really what men are, as much as women are sexual ob- objects, men are success objects. We're the success objects. In essence, we're the pet wallet. So today's women say a man needs to make X, Y, and Z. A man needs to pay for this. A man needs to pay for that. Well, really, you're just a pet wallet for this woman. Let's go ahead and play this clip here. Frankie. Where are you from? I'm from Philly. How long? I've been in New York City. Um, I've been here for about a year. How you like it? I love it. Would you date a guy that makes 75K a year? Um, sometimes I wouldn't care, but probably not. You have to make more money than me. <laughs> How much should a guy make for you to date him seriously? In New York City, probably like a good 250 to 300k. And why does it matter how much he makes? Um, it doesn't, but to live a good, comfortable life here, you gotta make a decent amount just from like, I live here, I know. Okay, cool. And like, what's your favorite occupation a guy can have? What's like, like a, like a few of them? Oh my God, probably CEO. CEO of what, any company? <laughs> you know, I'm talking like Fortune 500. Maybe a doctor, lawyer. Doctor, lawyer, or CEO. <laughs> Something like that. Okay, cool. And what's your occupation? Um, I work in fashion. Now, I mean, when you see it now, guys, it's pretty obvious what's going on here. We got transactional relationships right off the rip. Uh, this woman is decent looking. She has spandex on. I mean, she's still young. But $250,000 a year? I mean, she's priced herself out of the market. She's going to get used and abused. Like, what are we doing, right? But because they think they're all special, they deserve this. I deserve a life. I deserve my guy just giving me stuff. And she works in fashion. She offers really relatively nothing more than her womb. That's about it. But ninjas want love. It's pretty tough now, the mindset of people. But you're going to marry her. And, guys, that $250,000 is going to pale in comparison to what you're going to get 10 years down the line in the divorce. You're going to pay her well more than $250,000, <laughs> right? It's going to be crazy. So they're putting it out here, and you ninjas is biting. How about this one here? Uh, this woman says, stipulations for my pregnancy. Stipulations for my pregnancy. 
absolutely nobody asked for this, but here are my stipulations for pregnancy. Starting with no ring, no baby. I will not be elaborating on that. Second one, from the moment I'm aware of conception, I will no longer be working until the child is in JK or at least four years old JK's junior kindergarten. Next, push present per child. That can range from a car, it can range from traveling to some place, but whatever it wants to be. Then we have a doula and a night nurse. You guys should search up what those are because I plan on getting my full eight hours of rest. Mm, maybe I'll be pumping, but we could get into that. Then we have therapy sessions booked six months out postpartum because we all know about postpartum depression, but have you guys heard of postpartum psychosis? Next, we have surgery pre-booked if needed, breast lift, tummy tuck. If I decide that, you know, my body looks kind of crazy after having this baby, I want to go back to how I looked pre-baby. We better have that booked. Then the last thing is, of course, my baby moon because I need to relax, enjoy my traveling before my life changes forever. But yeah, these are this is my list. I want better for the girlies. Oh, man. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Yeah. Cut that bitch off. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing about this. This this is where our sad reality. We don't realize as men that women sit around and think about this. They do. They think about this because these things are important to them. So when they think about it, sometimes they have a baby by a pookie and they want to recorrect it. But now some women are going, nah, I'm going to make sure I have these things in order, which they try to manifest. But you never realize that these are their intentions. You only realize it after the fact. You only realize it after the fact that she actually just filled in her life. All she needed was you. And that's you. I'm going to tell you, this is going to be a hard pill to swallow. Your girlfriend, your wife, your fiance, whoever it is, the girl you're seeing, the girl you're dating, they have in their mind the life that they want. Okay, They have in their mind. It's already written, planned down, manifest. They prayed upon it. But you exist in a silhouette, right? You're a, you're a icon. Hold on for a second right here. <laughs> Let me see if I can find a good silhouette uh, male figure. I wish they had a question mark. Let me see if I can find the question mark. Uh, yeah, this is it right here. This is a good one right here. This right here is you. This is what they don't know. And that's you. This is what they can't control. In their mind, they sit around all day. Dating app. <laughs> right, going on dates. They plan out their entire life, what they're going to name their kids, how many dogs, what the house going to look like, island. They just need you to get it. They need you to get it. You exist as a question mark, Ninja. You just an avatar until your monkey ass show up. And then they going to try to string you. <laughs> they got to just string your ass along. That's the only thing they don't know. Now, they'll try to control that as well. Six foot tall and tall, dark and handsome and chiseled jawline and muscular six pack. They'll try to manifest that shit. But their whole life exists without your Like without, they just missing you. Now, there's a funny line in American Pimp. Shout out to American Pimp, classic documentary. You can barely find it today. Well, um, there's uh, Bishop Don Magic Wands talking about, hey, I give my women the life. I take them here. We go shopping. We travel. I take them to Washington, D.C. I buy them clothes, boots. We have parties. We drink. 
and he's telling them everything he does for his hoes. And it sounds wonderful. It's a wonderful life. And he says, but all I need is the money. <laughs> all I need is the woman to get money out of her peace leave. That's it. And I could give her a whole life. I could take her shopping. <laughs> I could take her, I could take her to wherever she wants. We could travel. All I need is the money. Now, let me just flip it for you. This is how women think. I can have the life I want. I can have the children, the house, the cars. I can have the boats. The, the, I can have the life I want. All I need is the nigga. That's all I need. All I need is the right guy with the right wallet. This is it. What's so hard about this? All I need him to do is go to work, <laughs> come home, and give me the life. That's it. What's so hard? Come on. Do, guys, get to it. Snap to it. Get, get, do your job. Do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> and then if it don't work, all I need to do is divorce the nigga. Just get rid of his ass. Divorce his ass, put his ass on the chopping block, and then I'll have the really the life that I want start a husband. All I need is the man. All I need is the... And that's you. <laughs> that's it, man. Come on. And I'll have the life of my dreams, right? All right. Uh, let's play this video right here. Let's play this video. It's the life I deserve. Hold on for a second. Here we go spend your man's money someone else will whether it's his family or his girlfriend or someone will so you need to put him in a situation where you have more desires and he needs to be providing them that's all i'm gonna say you don't spend your man's money someone else will whether it's his family or his girlfriend or someone will so you need to put him in a situation where you have more desires and he needs to be providing them that's all i'm gonna say just a pet wallet just, just, just get the pet wallet. Hold on for a second. Let me show y'all this right here. Um, let me see here. Just, 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 just all I need to do is spend up his money. If I don't spend it up. <laughs> and that's you. Yo, watch this. I got another one for you. Check this out. This is, um, uh, Yo Gotti and Angela Simmons. All right. It says Yo Gotti balls out on Angela Simmons just because it's a rainy Tuesday. Let's take you to the scene. You don't need the volume. volume. But what you're seeing is uh, you're seeing us trip to Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. All right, that's Louis Vuitton right there. Uh, is that Louis? Should be Louis Vuitton. I, that looks like their, that doesn't look like their bag though. All right, that doesn't look like Louis, but it's definitely some orange boxes. Um, And um, look, and Yo Gotti says, yes, it's time for a shopping spree. No more VIP. Now, listen, I want that for them. It's good. But here's the deal, gentlemen. Watch this. Watch this. Right? I want you to look at the comment section. Look at the comment section. This man manifested his lady and is standing on business. Love this for her. This is why you go for the man that likes you more than you like him. It's giving apology gifts. Okay, uh, it's it right here. God, I've tried Sierra's prayer. Angela, 
what's T. I think men, what's the T. All right, right here. Her and Sierra must have had them prayers down to a T. Loved in your love language. Real men do real things. Must be nice. All right. Um, it says right here. Let me see here. Ain't nothing wrong with a man that loves his woman and has it. Shower her and showers her. There was another one in here. When you date someone that really is into you, every day is your birthday, Valentine's Day, anniversary, and Christmas. Yeah, man. Love is transactional, you know. I'm rich, bitch. There was another one in there talking about I, there was a funny, there was a funny one in there. It didn't pop up on this one. Um, it was on my Instagram when I saw it just before I popped on live. Uh, there was a funny one. I was like, wow, man, they be out here. They just telling you. Let me see if I can find it. Okay, damn, it's right there. Okay, hold on for a second. I gotta find it again. Find it again. Give me a second here. There was a funny comment that I saw. See if it's still up there ranked in the top. My man won't even help with the light bills. Oh, it says right here. Let me see here. Oh, man, I can't find it. I can't even get someone to buy a bell, a bell pepper, somebody, anybody. Man, I can't remember. It says something. It was saying something like, God, I've continued to pray for. I have to continue to pray. Please reward me type of deal. And so this is what they kind of see themselves as. You know, they see this. In their world, you're just, you know, you're, you're this. And even on a small level, you're this. Even on a small level. Like even when the woman says, I don't need much. I just need a little bit. You're, it's monetized. All right, let's go to this video right here. Uh, check this out. Shout out to the Desirable Truth. I'm showing now the third video of you, but here we go. Bitch, ladies. We're both 45. 45. Why do you think she's still single? She's very picky. What are some of her standards? She wants someone to be very polished, I would say, um, put together. She needs them to have a plan, not only in their own life, but for her as well. How much money does he need to make? Good question. No set amount of money. So he could be making 45K as a manager at Moxie's? No, don't be crazy. Okay, wait a minute. You say he don't have to, he doesn't have no set amount of money. And now she's like, don't be crazy. Don't be silly. All right, but now look at these women wearing their kids, their kids' sandals. Look at these women, man. They done. They cooked. They cooked. But they don't realize it. I mean, they cooked. For all intents and purposes, they should have no damn, no damn expectations at this point. All right, but they still out here competing. All right, let's get this. Well, why does that make me crazy, though? That's crazy talk. That's so, poverty here. So what's your minimum in Miami? I don't know. Gotta have a lot of savings, 401k, robust stuff. I don't and know. Do you need to match you or be higher? Grossly exceed what I'm bringing. Uh, grossly exceed what I'm bringing. Well, what are you bringing? Can't you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke? Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my... All right, so he needs to just bring in grossly exceeding you significantly. And she cooked out here. <laughs> she cooked. Like, she. Had, what did she say? She was 45? These are the women. Coach, man, she 45, man. You should date women your age. What? 
Oh, hell no. Did you? And that's you. What? Look at this. Look at these mammies out here. Nah, hell no. <laughs> so ballpark. That's, that's not true. That's not true. I have a lot of money. Ballpark figure then. Where would you need to be? At least 150 in Miami. 150 in Miami. Brothers. For these jowls, are you serious? <laughs> 150. That is the 10% man. That man represents the top 10% of economic earners in America. In the world. My, mind you. In the world. The top earners in the world. But love, right? But love, right? It's all transactional. And there, when you boil it down, the Janelle, no, no, coach, stop me. When you boil it down, it's all about the money. And I don't mind it about the money, so I'm going to make it about the money. So that means I get to choose who I want based on what my money look like. So then I can say, I'm canceling you. You out if I make 150K. You Certainly, ma'am, don't qualify. And they're going to be like, huh? <laughs> they're going to be like, huh? What? How? What? You misogynist, you metaphile. Uh, let me see here. What happens when you get married here? Uh, let's see here. There's, a, there's a, a good quote right here. I think this is from a movie, and I have to be careful. But let me go ahead and play it. Like, men are more romantic than women. When we get married, we marry like one girl because we're resistant the whole way until we meet one girl and we think we'll be, I'd be an idiot if I didn't marry this girl. She's so great. But it seems like girls get to a place they just kind of pick, pick the best option or something. Like I know girls that get married. They're like, oh, he's got a good job. I mean, they spend their whole life looking for Prince Charming and then they, then they, marry, they marry the guy that's got a good job and he's going to stick around. And that's you. Yep. That's what it boils down to transactional all right well he's stable he seems to be going the right direction he's successful he's semi-successful maybe i can help him get over the top maybe if i get in now and he's ambitious he can uh, develop into <laughs> it's all about the money last one here this is a father that's going to tell you what happens to men in marriage listen to this guys listen to this when your wife tells you she's pregnant, your life is over. <laughs> Take a good look at the clothes you're wearing, because you will be wearing them for a long time. <laughs> your kids will look hip and cool, as you fall farther out of fashion. <laughs> People make fun of dads and how we dress a white t-shirt, Bermuda shorts, black socks with the sandals. We don't dress that way because we're stupid. <laughs> we dress that way because that's all we've got left. When your wife tells you she's pregnant, your life is over. I'm telling you guys. I'm telling you. It, it's like that. It's like that. Now, you know, uh, kids will see. I always tell you the secret success to your kids becoming great is that they see their fathers win. The secret success of your kids becoming great is to see their fathers win. But oftentimes, fathers take a back seat. They become henpecked. They stick around. They walk on eggshells. 
They say the woman is the victor. She's the wears the pants in the family. All right. They say she's the victor, right? They say she's the one. She's the reason. She's the smart one. She's the reason you got good looks. All right. She wears the pants in the family. She, she's, she's the one that makes the house happy. If she's happy, everybody else is happy. So the father becomes less than. He stops winning. He starts wearing pleated, baggy jean shorts. Okay. He doesn't upgrade his wardrobe. Now, you might not. And it's because his needs come last. If you don't understand that, you've never been married. You've never been married. You've never had been married with kids because your needs come last. This is why they give dad sweaters and neckties on Father's Days and Christmas and socks because they're tired of seeing them in the same holy ass socks. They're tired of seeing them in the cheap ass New Balance. They're tired of seeing his ass embarrassing. Your kids are like, I'm embarrassed by you, pops. You ain't got no swag. Now, there's a small percentage of guys that will overcome this and will never let it happen to them. But most men go about that way because they are the last priority. They have to put everybody else's priority as they earn more money. That means more clothes for the kids. That means a little bit of clothes for the wives, right? And you start to downplay yourself. And then what will happen is your kids will wake up and they'll be like, Dad, you a bum. Like, you ain't got no swag. Why are you always wearing that? That's all I could afford. That's all I could afford. The reason I'm dressed like this is because you got shoes on your feet. The reason I'm dressed like this is because I work at the plant. The reason I work at the plant and I got to uh, scrounge and scrape so you can have a shirt on your back. <laughs> right. And then you think guys are all out of date because they ain't got no attention to detail. No, it's because the money that they make, the extra earnings is going to go to the family first. There's a great clip of Denzel Washington, the movie. I don't know if I'll be able to pull it up, but a great clip that sums all of that up. Oh, man, I, it's so deep, 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 deep into my tabs. I won't be able to pull it up fast enough. But this is our reality. And then when you get a little bit of money, this is when you see guys in their 40s and 50 and they the cool dad. They got the earpiece with the phone right there. They walking around. They got a little jewelry on they, on their body. All right, he fresh to death. He come out. He try to get his paggy. You know what I mean? You know the old dude, the 50-year-old dude, he got the loafers with the big baggy jeans, and they creased all the way down. You know what I mean? They just hit the top. The taper hit the top of his shoe, and he be clean as a whistle. <laughs> yeah, it was the scene from Fences. It was a scene from Fences. I don't know if I can play it on YouTube. But it was, it's dude, how they treat men. Uh, uh, man, let me see if I can find it. But even the children just treat you as a just a pet wallet. Now, you'll do it out of love. You'll do it out of love. But even your children will come around and let you do dirty work. Man, I wish I could find it. It was a clip. I, I don't know if I can play it here. But they'll let you work in the sewer and work out, uh, taking out trash. And your kids will come up and say, I'm too good for that. Let me borrow some money. Let me see if I can find it on YouTube. I'm definitely going to get a copyright if I play the scene. Let me see here. Fences, scene, son and father. All right, that was a great movie, by the way. They had a couple of scenes in there, red pill father scenes. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm going to, okay, yeah, I'm definitely going to get a copyright. All right, and so the scene's going to get uh, No, Rose. The scene's going to get blocked. Let me see how far I can get into it. All right, here we go. Popping it up. All right, if the stream goes down, I'll delete this part of the stream. All right, so here we go. We got the sun here. 
The father is Denzel Washington. All right, here we go. Thanks. I was just in the neighborhood. Thought I'd stop by for a minute. Yeah, you was in the neighborhood, all right, nigga. You telling the truth there. You was in the neighborhood because it's my payday. Well, hell, since you mentioned it, let me have $10. <laughs> I'll be damned. I'll die and go to hell and play blackjack with the devil before I give you $10. That's what I want to know about that devil oh. you done seen. Pop done seen the devil. You too much, yeah. Pop. All right, so here we go. I done seen him. He done talk seen to him, no too. Devil. I told him that man ain't had nothing to do with the devil. Anything he can't understand, he want to call it the devil. Look here, boy. I go by Hertzburgers to get some furniture. You got three rooms for 298. That's what it say on the radio. Three rooms, 298. He made up a little song about it. Get down there, man. Tell me I can't get no credit. I'm working every day, can't get no credit. What to do? I got an empty house with some raggedy furniture. Corey ain't got no bed. He's sleeping on a, a pile of rags on the floor. Working every day, can't get no credit. Come back here, Rosa. Tell you, madder than hell. Try to figure out what to do. Come and knock on the door. I ain't been All living right, here, but let me skip. Let me skip it. Let me skip going here, right here. Let's see. Let me move ahead here. Let's see. Go ask her for $10 if she working. All right, here we go. It don't matter if the devil give credit. Somebody got to give it. It ought to matter. You walking around here saying you're going to make truck with the devil. God's the one you're going to have to answer to. He's the one going to be at the judgment. Yeah, well, look here, Pop. Let me have that $10. I'll give it back to you. Bonnie got a job working at the hospital. I don't know what I tell you. Only time I see this nigga is when he wants something. That's the only time I see him. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I have to pause it for fair use. The only time I see you is when you need some money. Oh, copyright came up. Copyright came up. But let me see if I can speed through it. The copyright detection came up. Oh, Pop, Mr. Bono don't want to hear all that. Let me have the $10. I told you, Bonnie working. What that mean to me, Bonnie working? I don't care if she working. Go ask her for $10 if she working. Talking about Bonnie working. Why ain't you working? Uh, Pop, you know I can't find no decent job. Where am I going to get a job at? You know I can't get no job. I told you I know some people down there. I can get you on the rubbish if you want to work. I told you that last time you come back here asking for something. No, Pop, thanks. That ain't for me. I don't want to be carrying nobody's rubbish. I don't want to be punching nobody's time clock. What's the matter? You too good to carry people's rubbish? Where you think that $10 you talking about come from? I'm just supposed to haul people's rubbish and give my money to you because you're too lazy to work? You're too lazy to work and want to know why you ain't got what I got. Well, hospital Bonnie working at Mercy. She all right, let me stop it right there. Let me stop it right there. They they are on to me on YouTube. They got me quick. He said, where do you think that $10 you're going to get from me come from? Right? Where do you think the $10 I'm going to give you comes from? Similar, we were talking about. My ex wants to take me to court for child support from the YouTube money that she said I was wasting my time. For kids, girlfriends, spouses, sugar babies. They all seem to say, if I can just, this is, this is what's happening here. If I can just find the guy, I can have the life I want. If I can just find the pet wallet, I can have the vacations, the dream life. I can, what, manifest? Where is it? Right here. I can have this. I deserve it. It's the life I deserve. All I got to do is show up and put my hand out. Put my paw out. That's it. This is what we boil relationships in America down to. And I don't mind it. We can, we can do this. But this is what we boiled it down to. And guys, this is on a macro level and a micro level. All women are doing a form of this. Like even if you're not my girl, yes, yeah, she heard too. If you're doing 50-50, you too. You stop doing 50-50, you're out, okay? If you stop earning your job, you lose your job, you're out. 
And this is what this is unfortunately what happens to married men. Uh, they're they're trying to tell you in more subtle ways than not this this poor father right here. Look at it. Look at the pain. Look at how he's sucked the life. <laughs> look at him. Your, he says, when your wife gets pregnant, your life is over. Mm. And this is a this is a joke. But no, this is not. Here we go right here. Your wife tells you she's pregnant. Your girlfriend tells you she's pregnant. Tells you she's pregnant. Your life is over. Mm. <laughs> All right, man. Look, let me do these super chats, man. That's what's going on out here. I would tell you to tread lightly. Be careful. Tread lightly. Be careful. Um, if you think that yeah, the real life Al Bunny, he did look like Al Bunny, didn't he? Um, if you think that uh, what I said to you was an error today. Feel free to let me know in the comment section. Uh, but that's probably not so. Shout out to A&A Radio. Thanks for everything you do. Shout out to A&A Radio. Hope you're still doing content. Shout out to Enzo says for church. We in here today. We in here. We giving you this message. Appreciate the support. I, I work hard and I'm passionate about this because I just think I'm, I'm, I think I'm at the tip of the iceberg of where this can go. Like, this is good where it is, but I think there's way more and further to go with this message for certain. Shout out. And by the way, this playback is going to get interrupted because I played that scene in Fences, but I'll correct it. Shout out to No Government Name. Took my girl to the Sexy Red concert last night, and after asking me, uh, was it cool, she danced with a few women. She told me later on that she was ready for a threesome. Did I look up and cuff a freak or is it the beginning of the end, coach? Well, um, you'll have to try to establish. I don't I don't like that to particular type of way she brought that up. But um, maybe she saw something in your eyes that that uh, she saw that you enjoyed it. But those are going to be hard situations. I hope she's not a serious girlfriend. Right. So a serious girlfriend, you're going to mess it up. You might as well kiss the relationship. Goodbye. But um, anyway, the threesomes. I probably threesomes are somewhat overrated, but I would tell every man to go through them. They're not as fun as you would believe them to be. Um, but go through it and find out. Go through it and find out. It's a good it's a good opportunity for you. But uh, the relationship's probably going to implode, and she wants to probably get freak nasty with the girls too. Anyway, um, I wouldn't have a girlfriend live that life. All right, shout out to uh, but it could work out. Daniel says I was treated worse as a father in family court for them saying I was late on daycare payments and threatened with jail than I was for an actual criminal offense. Keep banging on them fact with facts, coach. Salute. In family court, they will threaten you with jail penalty of perjury about 50 times more than you will experience in a criminal court proceeding. Right? And I've been to both, I, not as a criminal on my part, but I've seen both. In court, the judges and the attorney, the prosecutor sometimes is an asshole. The public defender is just worthless, all right? It's essentially worthless, but it's better than nothing. The public defender is trying to plead out. Most times you can plead to a deal in criminal court. You can actually come to a consensus and take a deal. In family court, there's rare, well, there are deals, but most of the time it's you getting screwed. But they'll threaten you with jail over $3,000. Not even on nothing legit. 
you didn't pay this, I'll throw in you in jail. You start talking over them. They'll try to tell you, you're like, <laughs> you defend yourself. But your honor, shut up or I'll throw you in jail. <laughs> like, you've committed no crime. I swear to God, I wish you can see it. If you have been through this, press a one in the chat. If you've been through this, they'll literally be threatening you with your freedom and calling you all kind of names, laughing at you. The judges being there, especially in child support. Child support court is the worst of them all. Family court is a little bit different. They run it a little bit differently, but sometimes they're bad. They in there undressing you with words. And you like, I have committed no crime. And most of the time, they can't even throw you in jail. They just talking shit. They can't throw you in jail. I mean, if you go overboard and tell them to kiss your whole ass, they might. But they will tell you you can go. This is under penalty of perjury. Shut up. Like, what are you going to do? Throw me in jail over a <laughs> over an income statement? Where is that crime at? It's, it's crazy. And then if I went in, yeah, somebody said, meanwhile, looters can steal $1,000 worth of stuff and can't get arrested. It's the craziest shit you've ever seen. Like, I would be treated better if I basically, I would be treated better if I drunk and drived, right, and collided in someone and had manslaughter. I would get better treatment in a criminal court. They'd be talking to me all professionally. Now, listen, this is what you did. All right, what do we want to do? You want to plead this down? All right, there you go, Mr. Adams. That'll be a year and a half for you. Suspend a sentence. You'll serve 40%. All right, think better. Make better decisions. They won't even address you. They won't even talk to you. And the funny thing about family court is you have a lawyer and they'll still talk to you. <laughs> you're sitting there like, you like, I have a lawyer. Why are you talking to me? In criminal court, they got to talk to your lawyer. You basically just sitting in there not saying nothing unless you jump on the stand and testify. You don't even have to say shit. In family court, you hiring a lawyer and they talk over your lawyer and start asking you questions. You're like, uh, talk to my lawyer. Bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is the worst miscarriage of justice in the history of courts. It is. That's why they talk to a. That's why they call it a kangaroo court. It's not an actual court per se. The only thing that gives it power is your voluntary. You volunteer. You volunteer through this, through you either wanted to see your kids or you wanted to go forth through a divorce. You married. You volunteered yourself into this crackhead system. Straight crackhead. And you can't get out other than just not showing up. You'd be like, y'all can do whatever the hell y'all want. But the proceeding, the process, it's all a joke. It's it's. <laughs> It's all a joke. All right, anyway, man, it's like it, it, there's nothing court about it. They make up their own rules. They do whatever they want. It's an administrative court. It's a court of equity. It's not a court of justice. It's not a court of law, I mean, per se, per se. It is something. It's a, it's a sight to see, man. And I'm going to write mad books about this. Remember, all this information that they giving me and they dragging me, I'm going to get it back. I'm going to get it back. I'm going to be writing books. I'm going to be 30, 40, I'm going to be 40, 50, 60 years old exposing this whole system. Because I got 
books in my head about this joke of a system. But guys, this is what you volunteer for, Loud Pockets. I wish these punk ass YouTube content creators would acknowledge you. He says, like Roman Reigns in the shield because they are straight jacking you. Yeah, this is why I don't do collabs. Straight jacking. This is why I'm not cool with these content creators because they be, I, I just don't like how they treat me. You know, I'm the king of kings of this, but I stay separate from them because like they literally go about really trying to not even mention my name. And it's, it's just ridiculous. Right. I put in way too much work. They kind of, you know, I, I, I don't mind, you know, copying and borrowing. I'm not that big on that. But then I'll be seeing some egregious ass shit. I'll be like, Ninja, I obviously showed that during my live stream. Ninja, say the fuck. Ninja, tag me something. <laughs> right? And it's a lot of these new guys and a lot of guys blowing up. Ninjas don't even talk about Ninjas just act like I don't be in exist. Like, I don't exist to these ninjas. Like, there's some other uh, podcast. Some ninjas act like I ain't, don't exist. Like, they don't watch me. Ninja, you would be hard-pressed to be a so-called red pill consecrator and not know who I am to the point of I'm seeing your content and it's direct snatched from my live stream. Like, God damn. <laughs> like I, it, it literally is. I was doing it and then boom, the video appeared on your video. Like, <laughs> just, like, that's what I don't like. The other stuff, I don't mind. But that be like, come on, bro. Like, come on, man. That's why I be like, I'm staying over here. Yeah, whatever podcast. Them just be acting like I don't exist at all. But it, it could be the fact that I don't be responding to people. But I'm like, man, what in the fuck? Like, straight from the lingo, peace leave. I be like, listen, you don't always have to say shout out to Coach Greg Adams. But the amount of things that I see sometimes, it just makes me shake my head. Like, <laughs> And I used to do a show. I used to do a show on, I think it was Donovan Sharp's channel. I literally would say something, and then somebody else would say it, and they would give that ninja the credit. I'd be like, oh, my Lord. I'd be like, wow. Like, I didn't just say that, but it's okay. But I don't try to get caught up in that. It's just, it's just too obvious to me. And I'm like, man, this is just wild. Wow. Sometimes it's wild and egregious. <laughs> They'll give it Kevin Samuels the credit. I'll be like, Straight jacket. I, sometimes it's just, just odd and awkward. Andrew Tate and Kevin Samuels gives all the credit. Then Myron would be next um, in terms of the credit of things that have been originated in this space. But I never see nobody. I never see nobody on Instagram saying Coach Greg Adams said. When I clearly said it. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I'd be like, they'd be like, Myron said, and Kevin said, and Andrew said. I'm like, I never see one person say CGA said. <laughs> I'm like, nobody, nobody. And it'll be a direct line for me. Men are in love, women in business. Where's the CGA at the end of it? Where? Not one. But they'll just take the phrase and run with it. What was the other one I said? I said, um, oh, I can't remember. I said something, and I'll be damned if I didn't see somebody title their video the same thing. And it was straight right out my book. I'm like, what the fuck? 
Oh, man. Anyway, you know, it's a cruel world and it's just an evil world out here. But I've come up with so much shit. All right. I came up with so much shit that I'm like, Ninja, can I get one? Can I get one? I'm in the Urban Dictionary, for God's sakes. For God's sakes. It's not like, like I didn't make a contribution, but it is what it is. Now, again, it's kind of like, oh, my, oh, that's what it was. Money, in, no, no, uh, money, energy, attention, and time. Was that one? Meat. Money, energy, attention, and time. Now, that's a spinoff of something called attention, time, and money. But I came up with that. I'd be damned if I didn't see somebody put money in it. I was like, the fuck? But just trust and know, everybody watches me. So that's the part I know. There's not one person. There might be one ninja that's a content creator that don't watch me. And that's mostly out of spite and jealousy. And I'll name his name, but I won't even name. It begins with an O. He probably don't watch me at all. But even the guys that don't like me and can't stand me, they can't help but watch me. I'm on YouTube seven hours a day. <laughs> All right. Anyway, they got to watch me. Um, you got to come across a video with 12 channels. Yeah, that money. But see, when I see stuff like that, I'm like, God dang, man. Like, what is it about me? What is it about me that I can't get no quote? Can I get no quote? I can't get a quote. <laughs> Like, what is it about me that they're just like, all right, he got some good shit, but we ain't going to quote his shit. I wonder what it is. Ninja, I, that, that part I, I wonder about sometimes. All right, shout out to, uh, let me see here. We're almost done here. I just want to quote. That's all. I just want them to say CGA said or Coach Gang or something. So somebody can say, who is that ninja? All right, anyway, we're here. All right, look. Shout out to Larry J. My girl broke up with me out of the blue early September, closing on my first house in a week and got my marketing biz up and running now at age 22. Shout out to you, man. Right when you, right when you broke up. Right when you broke up. Shout out to you. John Ellison, coach. I'm 46, two kids, and my daughter turns 18 tomorrow. My life got way better after I left my ex-wife. I have money and more money that I thought he says that I wouldn't have if I was still married. Just took one of my JUCOs to Puerto Rico and had a blast. Free agent lifestyle is the best life. And sometimes we got to learn that early, early on. Shout out to John Doe. Remember the scene from training day when Dizel said you have a D and to the right and to the left, there's pockets <laughs> that best describes how women view men. How women view men. So, yeah, man. It's crazy. So, uh, yeah, somebody did somebody said they call somebody old. Oh, I see what you're saying there. I don't want to get involved in that. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, man, I'm telling you, man, we it, it, it is a kind of the pet wallet syndrome. It's somewhat disheartening. It's tough when you don't have resources. When you do have resources, it doesn't get any easier. You just have to balance out what your perspectives are and try to make sure people don't use you. If you are not, not vigilant about protecting yourself, you're going to get used. Yeah. Junior college. Yeah. Junior college is another one. Um, but yeah, um, you're going to get used out here and I don't want you to get used. That doesn't mean you can't contribute and help people out and your family and your mother, your sister, your daughters, your ex-wife or your girlfriend, your bed. It's not that you can't help them out, but the thing is, you have to understand every 
woman's plan involves this. Like in their world, all they got to do is execute this. That's it. That is it. If they do this, they have the life they want. That's all they got to do is find this shit right here. I got money. Shout out to our brother La Ace Boogie says, got the free agent lifestyle on Audible Coach. Cuss like a sailor. Great book, though. Free agent lifestyle for life. Shout out to you, man. We do it for life around here. Appreciate y'all. Hey, we ready. We ready for another day tomorrow. It is Wednesdays, Facts Over Feelings, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be dedicated to somebody tomorrow. Thank you for joining me. Hit the like button on the way out. Thank you for the contributions. Get ready for Thanksgiving. Also, Thanksgiving will be a short morning stream, nothing in the evening, so prepare for that. Happy Thanksgiving coming up. We out of here. Peace.